But yeah, I'm gonna watch the rest of that later on. Right now, I'm gonna get my mouth all over this handful of nuts. And then you, get you just topics. want nut mouth to be a thing. I do. I really do. I your, managed to. I your, managed to your achieve nut mouth hand feel. feel. No, there's no feel in this. Everyone knows how nuts feel. There's no need to to dissect the feeling of nuts. We all. Everyone's. Everyone's held nut. Um, I feel like I've missed part of a conversation, and I don't want to know what it was. I can catch you up if you really want no, to. No, no, I mean, we, for, what the fuck's going on down there? Like why? Why take break? Why rest? Yeah. Why just, talk just about conventions for the rest of your life? And you can always yeah. be running some sort of con high. Yeah. Why? Uh, why I'm stop talking about MP44? Why cover MP44 after the color picks come out? Why not cover it during the grayscales? Talking like, yeah, color picks maybe in the end of the month, and then they come out 18 hours later. Hi, Aaron. Hi, TJ. Hi. Welcome Hi. to the show. Do you know? How so? I went to uh, Yorkdale Mall to meet up with uh, with Matt McNally. Those of you who go to TFCon might know him. He's a friendly guy. Uh, we were doing a trade of goods, <clears throat> and on my way there, I see colored photos come out for MP44. And literally less than 24 hours earlier, I had been recording with Seth about it. I poor Matt. I, I was just like I was on a tirade. I was just like uh, they know, you know they they know what we're doing. Uh, they're working against me. Uh, so, so question for you: Did you not think that Optimus Prime was going to be red with blue highlights and then silver? There's a lot of different reds, and and I dare say that's less of a silver, more of a cream white in some spots. So, uh, well, I, I was, th- I guess, I was thinking the tertiary because he does have his like white boxers. Yeah, not quite a diaper this time. Yeah, well, it's it's cartoon based, so it's the flexi diaper. Yeah, the cartoon flexi diaper. <laughs> um. We're, by the way, we're going to talk about MP44, and I, I, um, Aaron, you're good at handling me. Uh, I'm going to not repeat myself over and over again, doing triple explained points about about finances this time because I did all of that last week. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna avoid getting into that myself. You guys though, go go whole hog, uh, uh, putting that money on the table. But before we get to that, I did have a, a quick listener question and a couple quick tidbits I wanted to hit. The first one here is a listener question from Super Daddy Co. I put this in here because basically I don't actually know the answer and I'm hoping that one of you two might. <laughs> um, so this question says, hi Vangelis, I guess it's a general question. <clears throat> it has to do with potential health issues with collecting, not just Transformers figures, but plastic toys in general. Uh, background info, why this has been worrying me. In 2012, I decided on a vacation to my childhood home in the Philippines to pack up all my childhood toys and bring them over to Richmond, B.C. These toys are a large mix of Transformers, G.I. Joe's, super robot figures from the 70s and vintage match- matchbox cars and even Zoid figures. Back in the 80s, my parents had custom-built a large display cabinet with sliding glass panels for me to keep my figures in. Uh, by around 1987, I grew out of playing with my toys and pretty much kept them in the cabinet. I never touched them again, and since my parents moved our family to Canada in late 1991, I kind of forgot about the toys. Fast forward to 2012 when I decided I want to start uh, collecting Transformers figures again and thought what better way to start uh, than with my childhood stash but the moment I slid open the first glass door the smell that came out was really really bad it almost smelled like burnt tires I ended up opening all the glass doors and keeping the windows of the room open to air it out for a few days now that I brought everything over and put them into several details I'm wondering if there's anything toxic that may be leaching out of them Uh, any thoughts so I had some theories 
but I also don't know how chemistry works very well. Hi. Um, <laughs> not to put Aaron on the spot, but given that he works with uh, things made of metal and, and rubber and uh, and technology, uh -huh. uh, the third material. Uh -huh. um, Aaron, so my, my thought of this is that there's, this might have just been a case of humidity. Uh, and, and the natural fumes that leach out of, like, your basic rubbers and stuff. So, yeah, so, um, any plastic item is going to off-gas at some level. Um, your, your poly polymers are, which is, like, plastics, are chains of molecules that link together to, to do whatever. The different... Plastic types are different molecule chains and maybe different lengths of molecules that make up the, the individual components. And what happens over time is those links break. And when they do, they may off-gas a little bit of something. Um, things that cause off-gassing to happen more um, are heat and humidity, like like you kind of theorized. Um, just think about it like if it would make food funky, it's probably going to make plastic funky over time um mm. so yeah if especially and then doubly so if those um if there is not great airflow in something that's been sealed like that for a very long time um anything in there could get uh, potentially funky also i'd say it depend like hey if it had like if these cabinets were were built with the idea of keeping it all sealed it may have um like a rubber rubber flange or rubber gasket on the side to help keep it sealed so dust can't get in it's going to be something else that could off gas potentially uh any adhesives that would be in there could potentially do that too oh yeah that that smell might have in part been the cabinet itself right especially if that cabinet was built in like the mid 1980s right and it was the 2010s when you opened it like yeah th there could be plenty of like yeah, glue rubber etc right um so I don't my my take from this is that there there are no real like like immediate health concerns with modern toys. Like the only immediate ones are lead and lead paint. Uh, so you where have they're present. Yeah, lead and lead paint, but that's all about like ingesting. <clears throat> like touching yeah. lead is not contrary to what the state of California would tell you. Like that lead exists, you're not going to get cancer by looking at it. Um, and lead toxicity comes from ingesting, and then it gets into your brain and does not great things but so what you're saying is that we we should have listened to our parents and actually not chewed on all of our toys right um okay yeah generally for those things it's like asbestos is similar um a lot of houses a lot of buildings have asbestos in them and as long as you don't mess with asbestos asbestos isn't going to mess with you the thing when, with asbestos i think that's more freaky is that if it's if it's in a building you're renting a part of it's like you have no idea how much that's getting kicked up into the air by whatever shoddy work may be being well, done. Asbestos, that asbestos in place isn't going to cause issues. Um, where where it causes issues, where where the most problems come in are are factories that dealt with asbestos or that had it in very high quantities, and then mm. like people that remove asbestos because you're aerosolizing it and it's when asbestos breaks up into the small chains and then gets inhaled it gets into your lungs and makes tons of tiny little cuts that's, and then that's what when I was your body about. reacts to that so yeah if you're in a place that's removing asbestos it's not a great time if you're in Over a place that has a lot of asbestos it's not a great time 
I'm, I'm going to just make this the quickest tangent, then we'll move on. But over at York University, a friend of mine was staying in the mature student housing, and basically they were doing uh, very not-up-to-code asbestos removal while people were still in dorms. Yeah, that's not good. That's... Um, and we're trying to ignore everyone when everyone said, hey, I don't like the idea of going to sleep while they're ripping asbestos out of the walls and ceiling of my frigging dorm. Uh and then no one could find any safety codes that were uh, younger than, like, 2010. And it was, oh, it was a mess. I, I retweeted some stuff about that way back. Yeah. Like, um, that, you, you probably shouldn't be around. But, um, yeah, that it's, like, I am, like, 80% sure that the siding that's underneath the vinyl siding on my house is the old school asbestos siding. Mm-hmm. And I had somebody like that was coming by the house to do something had said like oh your house has probably got asbestos and i'm like yeah i'm i'm pretty sure it does when i had to like patch a little bit of of the siding i saw what looks like those old school asbestos tiles and like oh i'm not coming in your house then like well it's not like i like grind it up and you know throw it in the face of any visitor that comes by i only do that for special people and like uh yeah i'm not i'm not coming anywhere near your house all right, that's solved. All right, wait, what what were we doing? Oh, you wanted to get something that I had. Do you still want it? Well, probably not. I'm not okay. going to use your uh, sponges because when I squeeze them, they will shoot asbestos <laughs> into my face. Yeah. Like, I, I, am, I admit I'm a person who errs on the side of caution with things like that only because unless I know someone really well, I err on the side of caution because I'm like, I've got to assume you did something wrong until I see you've done something right. Yeah. It's why I don't trust friends when they wave knives around. Because I'm like, no, I'm sure you're not actually going to cut me with the knife. Well, you shouldn't trust also... any friends that are actually waving knives around. That's not a yeah, like, responsible, yeah. safe thing to how, do. How often do your friends just randomly wave knives around you? Uh, they aren't my friends anymore. But no. that's, that's, that's the way to re- properly resolve that. It's like it's like whenever someone has a dangerous thing and they want to get cute with it, I'm kind of like, listen, I don't want to be the one who is the the thing in the newspaper about the one freak accident that happened. So please keep the dangerous thing away from me. Thanks. I don't know. One of my one of my favorite to continue the tangents. Uh, one of my favorite asbestos people. <laughs> one of my favorite um, like instant karma style videos was somebody at a gun range, um, and it was a range that apparently they had uh, cameras on every lane, so they had like six lanes, so that you can if you just bought a, a pistol or you want to practice rounds, you can go someplace safe. And there was somebody that was like trying to pose really stupidly and it's like the the range master you see him him come out like the first time and be like no you you can't do that and so the guy turns and um swipes past him with the pistol the range master's hand goes to the pistol it goes up and then his right just does a great cross across the guy's face and he keeps (laughs) control of that firearm the whole time and the, the dude's like would you do that for? And it was just like, get the f- out of my range. You are not welcome back here. Oh, what the heck? Yeah, I, sp- I spent money. He's like, I don't care. You're never coming back here. Your friends are never coming back here. You so much as step foot in this building, you will be trespassed out and the cops will be dealing with you. If you're not shot first, go. That, uh, speaking of, well, I'm not going to speak of it any longer, but <clears throat> that falls under my categories of don't have dangerous things around me, please. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I, I, I unfortunately have the base state of I don't trust you with it uh, because that's the So state you want to go to the LA Gun Club in like three months, right? No. 
Uh, I, <laughs> I, uh, I don't trust anybody uh, with that stuff unless I know them really well. It's just it's it's a paranoia that has has carried me 30 plus years through life uh, quite well. Avoid people with dangerous things, uh, if I'm aware of it. Um, anyway, let's move on. Uh, we got a couple, we got a little pair of reveals. These these showed up. I feel like these came out of nowhere, even though they're occupying that, um, you know, the, oh, what was it? I can't remember the name of it anymore. It's where um, Combiner Wars um, Deluxe Groove came out under. You know, that weird, like, early spring, we, we got a thing the, to the release. The May Madness mm-hmm. batch. The May Madness batch in February. That was a batch of like what one? Yeah, no, no, we got a fresh batch of two now. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are not specifically May Madness, but I, I feel like they're occupying that slot. Uh, these are uh, Generations Deluxes from Power of the Primes. We got Red Swoop, that being Swoop in toy colors, because uh, you know there's people out there, um, there's an audience, and then we got a redeco of Jazz as Stepper or Ricochet, as his American name is often, uh, especially in this case. Um, so I'm really down for this for exactly one reason: more combiner limbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, even at the last minute, like that's my primary thing. I'm like, all right, more unique combiner limbs. Please release them, especially uh, Ricochet. I'm I'm way down for Ricochet. Uh, I also think he looks all right. You know, it looks like a good deco. It's 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 a jazz toy repainted as he often is, and it, it, I think it, they they hit it pretty well. He has no target master. Um, that might be off putting for many. Um, I can understand that. For me, it's not because hey, he's if a only there limb. was a whole line of target master dudes coming out right now. Yeah, yeah, what you, that, that would be really really well timed. That was true. Can you, can you two calm down with all these ridiculous <laughs> statements, please? And hadn't we seen something about a red swoop before? I well, uh, no. they mentioned something. Was, I, I wanted to say it was like supposed to be like a running change thing. But yeah, yeah, that's I think what it was. Yeah, I can remember hearing something about Generation Selects like a few months ago, and they were like, no actual announced toys, just that there's collectors aimed stuff coming out. Yeah. And back when they revealed Swoop, like he was half revealed in red, half revealed in blue, and it was very confusing. Was for that a the week thing? It was also like the paint version. The painted version was one color, but the it was the, the CG production, the production the CG, the, the CG was, was different. Red. Yeah, yeah. CG was red, and then we saw the production version on the on a show floor. It was all cartoon accurate. Well, we finally we finally closed the book on that chapter because now we the red one will be out. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of an alternate identity for the red one, um, so I can just use them wherever. Uh, that's one where I'd love to actually see uh, some kind of alternate head sculpt come out of like a Shapeways artist or even a third party thing. I think that'd be kind of cool because uh, the blue one's real swoop, as everyone knows. That's I'm drawing a line in the sand there. Are you fibbering? I'm fib. Uh, rear, yeah, rear fibbing is what I'm doing. Fib- rear fibbing's easier to say. Um, are any of you guys interested in these? Uh, yeah, because it's two more limbs. <laughs> All right. They've got my number. Damn it. Real shallow, real base. I like it. That's me. <laughs> How about you, TJ? Are you hey, uh, feeling these? There's part of me that's curious what Volcanicus would look like without that sudden little burst of blue in his design. But oh, yeah. Uniform Volcanicus. I'm, I'm not I'm not huge on, like, I, I've said it before. It's like, I'm not huge on these characters who are never combiners to begin with. Like the, the novelty wears off on me. I'm interested mm-hmm. in the stepper just because. Oh, I call him stepper by habit, but I'm interested in Ricochet just because it's a really nice color scheme. Like I've always liked how Ricochet looks. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
and they they did a good job with it i think like they it doesn't feel like they skimped on on necessary details like they got that kind of stark contrast to colors they got the gold face the the flame on the hood yeah um yeah and his uh his combiner hand is is white uh that'll that'll stick out a bit mm-hmm. a lot of those ended up being black so yeah, yeah. i kind of i kind of passed off the jazz that from before just because i still <laughs> have my my previous one that i still that that's still a far better toy for me but i'd still like to have the mold again this this is pretty perfect like yeah like when power of the primes first came out i seriously thought well th- this is just such a like a nice generic little car toy i can imagine them getting like four or five uses out of this mold because that's what they do with every combiner limb yeah and, and the power of the primes uh, and they like just haven't yeah turns out it was an epilogue not the third part of yeah. the trilogy it was the epilogue of a two-parter <laughs> It was like I seriously thought like one of, <laughs> one more of the fembots from like the, the original G one cartoon was gonna pop up as this just remolded, but no, it's uh, okay. So I guess I get a ricochet instead. I'll, I'll happily take a ricochet. Hey, well, it's looking like those will be out in February. Uh, Big Bad has a listing up. I think they're actually Entertainment Earth exclusives, or at least that's that's how the one of the stories I read worded it. It seems they are online retailer exclusives. Is the main thing? Yeah, because um, the. The Big Bad price is pretty much <clears throat> normal retail now. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, the the era we're moving into. Uh, although... <clears throat> the sliding I, I, scale of what retail is. I saw a, a decent tweet from Volkaisis, uh who had gotten Siege Sideswipe, who basically said, like, FYI, there's, like, no red plastic on Sideswipe. <laughs> it's, like, all paint. I heard about uh, that. Or there there is some red plastic, but it's also painted, so it's, like... At least that, that that's a, the point I was making last week that kind of circles into this one is like it's not often that Transformers are, are you know, official Transformers product in main lines like that. They're not often artificially inflated. Like usually if the price is up for whatever market reason, they're making use of it in some um, identifiable way on the toy, even if it's not necessarily one that everyone really cares about. Like, you know, when you have a car mode that's fully painted on a deluxe, if that's part of a $30 deluxe, it's, it's still pretty hard to swallow that. <laughs> Uh, but at least at least you can identify it, which, you know, maybe fast forwarding a bit is one of those points about MP44 is I'm not defending the price. I'm just saying you can identify where some of that money is going. Uh, where's my handler? Where's my handler? I'm oh, just letting man. you talk because I'm trying to reset a password right now. I'm all by myself over here. Um, but let's uh, let's move on to our big piece of Masterpiece news. The prologue Masterpiece 43 Beast Wars Megatron has been delayed. Uh, it was going to come out in January. He's now coming out sometime between March 30th and April 5th. So he's been delayed by, uh, I'd say, around about four months. Um, and, you know, I'm not surprised to hear that news. Uh, the image that goes with that is a shot of him brushing the teeth on his uh, his dinosaur head. And you just kind of look at that. You look at all the paint on everything on that toy and it's kind of like i understand how this might have needed longer to be mass-produced because there's paint everywhere so uh i'm i I wasn't expecting a delay but i'm not shocked uh i mean that that paintbrush or the uh the toothbrush has got to add what a week two weeks to the production time no easily there's like a whole paint app on there for the bristles like what do you think these grow on on magic tiny toothbrush trees or something no uh they're made by humans um there's also, you know, obviously some folks might say, hey, my wallet's getting a break as well. I've seen that as, as a common response. Um, so FYI, if you had a pre-order and your pre-order uh, outlet did not notify you, Beast Wars Megatron Masterpiece has been delayed until the spring. Uh, is this changing either of your guys' life plans? No. 
most of these masterpieces again are getting pushed to conventions or other times where I can justify big stupid spends rather than just a day-to-day big stupid spend. Hmm. What if I told you they were delaying him to include asbestos to throw in the face of your enemies? Well, then I'd I'd have more asbestos to throw in the face of my enemies. All right. Uh, anyway, the, the main I, thing... I missed the episode where Megatron did that. Well, hey, listen, in Japan, the dub got real creative. <laughs> How do you think uh, he survived in a volcano the whole time? Okay, that's true. He survived getting dunked into lava at one point, so... He just wrapped himself in asbestos. It was fine. That's how you do. Uh, the, the big, the big I guess, impact this is going to have that I can think of is where this might have been a toy that you would maybe have bought at TFCon in L.A. in March. Uh, that's very unlikely now. Uh, so, you know, FYI. Sure, I'll have yeah. other things I can buy there. <laughs> I can't buy anything at this convention dealer room. If only someone would provide me with an item to trade money to them for. Said everybody at every convention. God, much as I want the toy, I'm actually kind of happy for the delay because I wasn't looking forward to taking that hit right after, you know, right after the holidays. Yeah, I was, when whenever whenever people have relief about this, I always want to just like tell them like, but you know, it's happening anyway, right? You just you've delayed the inevitable. <laughs> the mortality of your finances cannot be stopped. It is the unceasing. Just let me prepare for the band aid a little bit longer. The unceasing, crushing gears of time march on. Uh, but let's 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 get to the big news. This is MP44, raw and in color. Uh, the thing, okay, so I mean, yes, the colors are unsurprising because it's anime style Optimus Prime. The the main thing for me was the confirmation of the accessories. That was a big thing, and uh, and as brought up by actually by Matt when we were hanging out the day this was revealed, is also um, the little workmen in yellow boots. What what can they actually do? Uh, are they a marked improvement on the kind of gummy-looking ones from MP10? Uh, it appears that they are actually taking a lot of cues from the Dianauts, uh, that Takaratomi have been doing, what with that torso joint and what appear to be universal shoulders. Uh, and at a glance, what looks like a much more crisp, uh, head sculpt. Still no eyes, um, but that's, that's, I guess, the only improvement missing, uh, from my little list. Uh, anyway, the accessories on this guy, he's got a gun, he's got a roller, he's got an axe, he's got a pair of effect parts that look like they could be used as a gun blast or as jetpack uh, thrusts, uh, those thrusts for that jetpack, that being a sideswipe jetpack. Uh, there's a little uh, stand attachment for his crotch, what looks like. Um, a chunk of the trailer comes out as a display stand, kind of mirroring MP36 Megatron's whole thing of having a display stand hidden in his stuff. Uh, the trailer opens up, it's three Lambos wide. It's kind of amusing that they're using Lambos kind of as a measuring device now. Um, I mean, is, a, isn't that how you measure things at home? I, I only have three Lamb. Well, yeah, actually, I have that many Lambos, so I, turns out I do. I, I never thought about it. I just did it unconsciously. Uh-huh. Um, there's also a little opening door uh, in the in the vehicle mode to put a driver in, and it actually opens like a real-life door, as opposed to climbing in through the front windshield. Um, there's a matrix. <laughs> no one was surprised. Uh, there's also uh, a replacement um, flank piece. Uh, so the battle, basically, you can you can have him look like he just got shot by Megatron in that movie. Um, there's also a banged up prime head with bent ears for him dying. Uh, and then there's, um, a Starscream head and Starscream shoulder intakes, uh, for the one time Starscream dressed up as Optimus Prime. It turns out that actually is an accessory and that makes me very happy. 
uh, yeah, I was I was kind of concerned when I had seen one of the early pictures with that. Like, I was concerned that like the intakes were part of the backpack kibble somehow. Oh, that they were going to transform out. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. wait, what's going on here now? Yeah, thank thank goodness it's just a piece you're jamming in. It looks yeah. like it's just basically a a tab and two it's like clips. Clips in, yeah, yeah. Uh, it looks like me and Seth's little. Well, it wasn't actually Seth's theory. It was me trying to trying to just like force reality to happen. There is no included huffer uh, in the set, and no one no one should have expected that. Uh, I was just really happy living in that little world for uh, you know I guess half a day. Um, there's a chunk of the trailer that can come off, uh, and ro- and it has the command tower thing attached to it, and roller can pull that around. It's got little wheels. That's silly. Um, that that definitely lends credence to the idea that this trailer is full of moving parts. There's also like fold down things everywhere. A little ramp comes uh, out, etc. I'm not sure how much more moving parts there'd be actually. Oh, for that because if you look if you look at the on. three Lambo wide thing, it looks yeah. like the remainder of the trailer is just plastic shell. Well, it's, I mean, like those little hinge doors on the on the front and back, all for the command thing. Uh, I'm I am assuming that the wheels on the command thing, like all that stuff's coming apart. All that stuff's fo- like you can see on the display stand, the wheels are folded down. Right. Um, it's I, just, I'm I'm not that, saying there isn't like stuff to it. Like yeah. I'm sure that that command tower thing docks in the front part where the the first generation police lambo sits mm-hmm. like it connects in there somehow so it can do the peek up through the top of it or like the repair mode bay that they've done with trailers in the past yeah. but i don't know like how much more it's going to do other than that I just mean, to me, I see these as moving parts density outside of the trailer as a box that opens. Okay. Uh, it's just, just to, you know, to to try to lessen that that swell for folks of, like, how, how did that trailer end up costing so much, uh, which, which is my weird little mission in life. Well, then uh, more and more also just, like, packaging size can take oh, effect yeah. on, can, can have a sizable effect on, on cost because stuff has to be shipped. Well, it's it's. I expect the box. Um, I mean, we had that measurement come out of one of the retailers, but my assumption is that this trailer is going to be roughly the same dimensions as MP10s, and mm-hmm. thus uh, the box will probably be the same size as MP10s. I don't know if anyone remembers the MP10 box anymore because there have been so many other ways, illegal and legal, to get that toy that were not that box. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and and yeah, actually, to be honest, like the the one thing I'd say is for the price of the toy. I wish they had pushed the trailer harder. Um, I'm actually a little bit let down that there's no electronics in it or apparently any little arms for the repair mode outside of the the stuff on the command center module. Mm -hmm. Um, I was hoping more would be happening in the trailer for the price. Instead, it seems it's just like, hey, we painted the inside of the trailer. And I'm like, thanks. That that was the story with MP10 as well. Uh, MP10's trailer was basically like painted, as far as I recall, uh, all over the place and like, I remember when I reviewed it like eight years ago or whatever, or seven years ago, I was like, hey, listen, objectively, I can see how this thing costs so much. Uh, it's just a shame that none of that is real, like, transformation bang for your buck. Um, so I, I'll, I'll echo the voices who have said it would be nice if there was a trailerless, lower accessory count version of this thing. Um, I think that it's actually in 2018, it would have been a smarter idea to go for that rather than this full package. But, mm-hmm. you know. 
reality is what it is. And and as I said last week, the trailerless version, I, I bet you, will be happening. Just it won't be in red. It'll be in like five or six other colors over the next eight years. And the last one will be red. And that'll be the last time they're ever making Optimus Prime until six months later they announce a new one. I was wondering if anyone would... Re- that's the thing, with all the anger and, and, and kind of at least aggressive talk around this, I'm like, at least everyone forgot about Last Shot MPO4. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, maybe that's also part of where all those frustrations I talk about come from. It's like, you know what? They didn't last shot us. Y'all seem to have forgotten about that. And that's for the better, because that was a really lousy uh, scenario. Uh so anyway, this thing looks like it's going to do what I want it to do as far as the truck cab and robot mode. Like, I'm really impressed with the uh, articulation range. It looks like he is bearing all the MP36 stuff with the ab crunch, uh, the really deep knee bends. Um, superhero landing. Superhero landing. He's also, he jump. He's going to be able to do the he jump pose. It's on the, looks like it's the box art uh, and on that, that that pamphlet that was going around. Um, so uh, as far as what I want out of this and what makes me excited, it's got it. Um it's it's unfortunate that the trailer does not excite me whatsoever. Uh, it's going to join the MP10 trailer as being a thing that is in my closet that I pull out every now and then to film a car going into. Um, it's a... I hate to say it, I think it's a colossal waste of resources, effort, time, and money. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't imagine a single person who would be upset to not see a trailer uh, bundled in with this thing. Um, but... Uh, yeah, you guys, you're fresh to this talk. You're fresh to this rodeo. Um, Aaron, I really I'm wish a- the trailer was the add-on. Like, that's the way that you get the second cell of it. Or you have it as a separate, like, MP44T right off the bat. And then you have a maybe a combined package that's all of it. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's because, cause, man, even if you dropped 50 or $60 off the price that's... The trailer, and you do something dumb like the Starscream head only comes with it if you buy it all as one fell swoop. Or yeah, Star, Starscream parts are the bonus for the full package. Trail if you don't have the trailer, Prime just comes with the axe, the gun, and the the battle damage parts. Uh, in fact, if if the trailer being gone only took the price down fifty bucks, I'd be mad because I I very much believe that trailer is. At oh, least I very much believe that trailer is the... more than that. Oh, yeah. But yeah, like. Of course. But like, even if that's the differential for a lot of people, I think that could be enough to to kind of change the discussion from like, ah, this is a giant ripoff to like, yeah, okay. I guess. I mean, I also want to know how much of that discussion is coming from people who have any interest in this whatsoever. Because uh, like, mean, there's always that. Yeah, because and I don't mean to discount a certain set of opinions. It's just like I, because at some point, if it's someone who wasn't really interested in this in the first place, I end up or whoever you know is talking to them, I find ends up in the position of trying to like being told they're trying to sell this toy, and it's like no one's trying to sell this toy. None, none of us get anything out of this toy being sold. Yeah. Um. But uh, oh man, I'm already getting into it. Uh, I gotta my my handler is telling me I gotta I gotta ask you, mm-hmm. TJ, what you what you're thinking of uh, of this thing. I'm kind of in the same boat where I wish that I wish it didn't come with that trailer. I wish it didn't come with so many parts. I feel like this is a perfect example for like almost the way they did Ultra Magnus, where like the Magnus we like know as Magnus was like MP something perfect edition. Yeah, yeah. Like, like or the MPO4 way back in the day. Yeah. 
Like, uh, were like MPO three was was that the trailer or was that Starscream? I can't remember. The no, trailer was MPO four was the trailer. It's like yeah. it went, yeah, because it, it was Optimus. I can't remember if it was Starscream or Magnus that came out second. I think it was Magnus was MPO two because okay. I remember. I remember at the time we all thought, what a cynical way to have the numbering continue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because uh, cause also that whole thing of selling different parts and then doing a, a package deal literally just happened in the last couple of years with the, the God Jinrai set up in Legends. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, the precedent is even there. And uh, if my tone sounds different than last week, it is really because, like, I'm, I just find the trailer to be a huge letdown. It, it is boring as hell. Uh, it's, it's doing nothing new. Um, the, that, the Optimus Prime truck cab robot is doing tons of things new. It is incredibly exciting to me. Uh, and it is being saddled with this boring, obligated hunk of nothing that is still complicated and heavy and painted enough to objectively warrant the higher price. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be the refrain, I think, for a while. (laughs) I think it's fascinating looking at the toy itself and realizing how much thought of what hasn't Optimus come with before went into it. Oh, yeah. The the specific battle damage kidney uh, I I really am into. Yeah, Yeah. like, like even when we had like Optimus, like the dead mode Optimus, like we're going to paint him like his dead corpse and sell it to you. Even yeah, that sleep didn't... mode. Yeah. Sleep mode. Sleep yeah. mode. <laughs> He's just sleeping. Well, he, he did technically wake up a couple times. <laughs> yeah, he's living was... on a farm and he's happy. It was horrifying <laughs> the first time he woke up and was basically screaming, I should be dead. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but like even then, they didn't remold anything to have like the damaged face and like that scar from Megatron's sword. Because like Megatron's had that energy sword now for a while now we actually mm. have the gash that goes with it yeah and, and also i just realized they've really set up a a, a real corker of a sleep mode for this version oh, of absolutely the toy. yeah it's a whole lot easier uh, now yeah yeah they've got the parts yeah just like cut off like everything except those two extra parts and they just add like a little like piece of like orange metroplex shrapnel to stick in there yeah no, like like the uh, the accessories on this uh, that are not the trailer, I think are fantastic. Um, I think the jetpack is going to be questionable if it's not able to attach to sideswipe as well. Um, I don't see how they could necessarily get it to be universal. I was just hoping that they, you know, they would, as as the phrasing goes. Trying to um, look, trying to look at that, see if there's good images of like the inside. No good of the images. Of the no, oh, no it, really. it looks like it plugs into the same spot that the Starscream vents plug into, and it looks like that might be on a hinge. So maybe it's a fold-out connector for Prime, and maybe there's something internal that goes with. Yeah, because it could just be a matter of like, hey, the these two tabs here are going to be what fit on Prime. The two tabs a little bit further out that just hang out in space on Prime. Yeah. Um, or they'll just pretend I, like sideswipe never happened because that's not a recent release. You shouldn't have that toy. Also, they should have done a they should have done an anime sideswipe because he is the one and only Hasui car that looks awful compared to all the other ones nowadays. I'm just gonna say it again. About to get about to get it in the face, but there I said it. Um, I, I think this Except Optimus, not a primer, a Megatron, or maybe Starscream, so they can't sell it like eight more times. Yeah, no one cares. Well, no, they, actually, you know what? No, they could sell them eight more times because they've sold the Lambo like eight times. So if they ever updated that mold, they could do it all over again. <laughs> uh, 
But I, I'm I am super hyped for actually handling and transforming this robot mode into a truck. It looks like it's gonna like at a glance. It looks like it's got a lot of the stuff I loved about Megatron. I recently, in light of this news, uh, pulled the MP36 Megatron out and transformed him a few times because uh, the that version of the toy like I like the luxury knockoffs as well. But MP36 has this really particular hand feel that's not not even better necessarily. It's just very unique, and I like it. Um, so messing with him, I was like, oh, I'm ready for an Optimus that works like this. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to spend 450 American dollars on this. As I mentioned last week, I am going to be looking for, uh, for pre-order deals, by which I mean Amazon Japan. Um, and I, I highly recommend everyone else does as well. Uh, I, I went on about that last week. I'll, I'll avoid it. But, um... Yeah, well, I guess Aaron, it does end up coming back to you for a sec. I'd say, I'd say you're 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 possibly spending an extra hundred bucks by looking at this as a convention purchase. Yeah, so it's probably going to be something where I don't get at a certain point. Yeah, and I, I w- and, and with two different versions of uh, MP Prime on a shelf just above my head, I think I'm okay with that. Yeah, I would, I would, unless at conventions something weird happens that is unforeseen, I, I would say there's probably other things you should, you should consider dropping cash on before one of these at a show. Mm-hmm. Um, unless, I mean, at least with, with what I would assume is your current situation. If suddenly, like, 500 bucks is, is a nothing fun, goofy spend, then, like, you know, do whatever you want. Uh, also give me some of that. Buy me, buy me an MSS Prime, please. Um, oh, do you still not have an Nemesis Prime? I might have a Nemesis Prime. Oh, because I've got two now. Yeah, I know, but well, no, okay. one of those is one of those is Alfie's. Oh yeah, but it's in it's in the thing. She's just like doesn't care. I I'm I mean, you say that, but I just, I'm just imagining like the moment that you become comfortable, it's going to be like, hey, where's my Nemesis Prime? Maybe knuckle crack, knuckle crack. Uh, <laughs> TJ, um, how are you feeling about this MP44 thing uh, from your perspective? Like, do you do you have any interest in it? Do you have any? Uh, and Aaron, I'll open this up to you too. Like, any any thoughts about the big conversation about uh, the pricing and etc.? Interest, of course, because it does look like a fantastic toy. Like, I'm exceptionally interested in just how we get from what looks like a very toy centric version of his vehicle mode to a very not toy centric version of his robot mode there's a lot of mm-hmm. inside out panels going on here that i'm really interested to play with that said um might wait to see if this one languishes in the shop for a little bit mm-hmm. uh yeah like i'm not terribly in a rush to go okay I'm, i absolutely need to have this one I've got MP10. I'm happy with MP10. You know, I'm MP10 is is a good figure. Whenever I slag on it, it's only as a companion figure to MP36. Do it. That's where I think it looks terrible. That's that's I've been saying that though since MP36 came out. So that's not a new thing for me. Yeah. I mean, there's also quite a a bit of difference in just like engineering generations and design styles. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're comparing, you're starting to work towards apples and oranges. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. especially when, when one makes the conversation into something that also involves MPO1, it's kind of like, you know, I don't I don't know how we even start. Like, I, I, I mean, I'm not going to say I don't know how. I understand how those comparisons can start, but I feel like I, I don't, I have to I turn a lot of myself off to get into that mode. 
Mm -hmm. and then I don't think you're really talking to me anymore. Because, like, if you're talking to me, it's like, MPO-1 was designed as literally the one and only soul of Jagokin that Transformers will ever have. Uh, MP-10 was designed as the beginning of the Hasui era, and... Uh, sort of a resurrection of Masterpiece Prime, and it was also putting Masterpiece into an actual direction that did not exist before MP10. Right. Um, and then this one is uh, both a 35th anniversary piece, which I think, unfortunately, is why they're just doing the package, and is also bringing Optimus Prime into the current Masterpiece cartoon-oriented direction, which, like it or not, in my opinion, that has resulted in the most interesting engineering Masterpiece has had in a while. And I like I love the Hasui era. Um, the cartoon-oriented shift after that has and I wouldn't have said this uh, going in, but like now that we're in several figures, like especially MP36 and MP Sunstreaker, uh, they are a step up and above uh, and beyond my expectations for Masterpiece. Uh, and and I say that also in that they're dripping with passion for the concept of the transforming toy, um, MP Dinobot as well, and we've we've talked at length about that, mm -hmm. uh, the three of us. Um, so yeah, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm going to hold out for an Amazon Japan listing and then uh if Amazon Japan decides this is the time that they don't get kind with pre-orders, then I'm just going to hold off and wait and see what happens. Um I think you guys were kind of falling in line with 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 this as well. Uh and I said this last week, I'll say it again. You don't actually need to get this like on launch day. Uh and if you or I mean you might want to, but if you can if you can remove yourself from feeling like you need this on launch day, that also makes this a lot less stressful and a lot less uh aggressive in tone to discuss with folks. Um But regardless, the the actual transformer in all this, I think it looks fantastic. Uh it's everything that I was hoping for ever since MP36 uh came out. And uh I know it's also it's got it's got the crotch that many have wanted. Uh, for the last seven years, so I hope you all are happy. Although I'll say, like the part where the crotch lifts up to let his legs bend, there's no real good shots of what it looks like when part of it is lifted up. I don't think it's gonna look a whole lot like a cartoon crotch. Yeah, his leg is always in the way. Yeah, there, there's <laughs> like you can do things with with cartoons that you can't with with like hard plastic and metal and toy. Mm. Um, oh, and I've just, I scrolled down to, to hit the thread briefly. Um, it says, uh, apparently a lot of people think Kobayashi is the lead designer on this, but I don't think anyone, I'm not sure where that, uh, that information originated from, and people are asking where it came from, and there's no answers. Um, and someone has spotted that the, uh, the tail lights are inside of Prime's feet, and the heel spikes are right behind the wheels in truck mode. Um, so apparently it's, it sounds like get his one legs of those are... crazy breakdowns of this color versus that color versus, you know what we're, Hey, there's a generations book coming out in like a month where they're probably going to show a transformation explode uh, on this guy. Uh, so we're, we're due for someone doing, you know, a crazy ass CG gif <laughs> of where, yeah. And the color chart of like where everything ends up. Um, I don't know. The wheels end up in his thighs. You fool. <laughs> see this corner of a hinge here oh i see what someone's talking about so you see okay you see the truck mode shot right you see that triangle above the frontmost wheel on the blue section mm -hmm. someone's saying that's the same triangle that's right underneath his knee joint on the side of his the front of his leg okay uh so that's kind of cool that means that the side of the trucks 
blue part is the front of the blue part of the leg. Anyway, it's going to be fun to mess with. Yeah, uh, I, I, it's definitely another one that's an inside-out ex- implosion to transform. Mm-hmm. But like a good one if it's like MP36 or Sunstreaker. Yeah. Like those... Those just set, MP36 especially. It's just, it's 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 a fine line it walks, but it's like it's it's complicated. It's explodey. It's stuff turning inside out, but with an intuitive flow. And man, I like going that's, through it again. That's the important oh. thing with the the more you know the couple of more complex ones that have that I've picked up over time where it's at least feels like you're getting from one place to another in a way that makes sense. Uh, that's what I look forward to with current masterpiece. It's, it's why I still have an interest in it. That is so, um, so heartfelt is that I always end up like, you know, a lot of third party toys will be like, Oh, you're doing this concept. So cool. Or oh, you're, you're thinking outside the box. You're doing an aesthetic. No one does. Takara Tomi masterpiece right now is the one that where I go, like, I didn't think a thing could transform like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also feel good to transform. Third party will always be able to hit. You know, I didn't think it could transform like that. Um, but like Takara Tomi, they always when when they come up with something new uh, in masterpiece, it also is always like this is why y'all are working on the brand proper. Holy crap! Uh, you know, Sunstreaker especially. Like I, I spoilers, I just got Corden, the uh, police white version of Sunstreaker, uh, and and transform that thing again. And also had just had that moment of like, God damn, this is a good little package of transformation uh anyway i won't linger on mp44 too much else do you guys have any other thoughts you want to throw down on it any other declarations you want to make no uh i'd gladly take one if anybody wants to you know just send one my way I'll yeah hook you up with y'all my uh might be the y'all want to die on some hills? And... come on build a hill die on a hill build a hill and die on it no. let's do it oh. no man i got it i got enough other hills i'm working on <laughs> All right, all right, that's fine. Guess if no one wants to stake their reputation on Masterpiece Forty Four, uh, then we'll just move on to Hasbro Toy Shop changes. Hasbro Toy Shop's having changes. Here's my initial reaction to this news story. This wording all seems kind of weird, and I don't use Hasbro Toy Shop, but this wording sounds like it's closing. Uh, mm-hmm. I get onto Discord. Aaron goes like, "Okay, so that Hasbro Toy Shop story," and then Aaron tells me yeah, so- something, and and I'll just say right here the thing Aaron told me. My initial reaction was. Wait, what are you talking about? What's what do you mean storefronts? And then Aaron showed me, and I was like, "What the hell is do, this?" Do you want me to actually say it rather than further confuse people? Yeah, well, I mean, I like confusing them. Okay, so Hasbro <laughs> Toy Shop. Um, I, I, my understanding of reading a couple other sources that have had this story is that Hasbro Toy Shop is not closing. If you go to, right now at the time that we're recording this, if you go to Transformers.com, and then it jumps you to, like, Transformers.Hasbro.com or something. But then it will eventually, like, if you go, I want to look at where to buy Transformers, and, oh, I can buy them online, and it will take you to something like, um, has, uh, here it is, Transformers.Hasbro.com slash E-N-U-S slash Toys Products, and then you can buy things through this. and then At which point I say... What the hell is this storefront? I always went to HasbroToyShop.com. Right. Uh, uh, most people would go to Hasbro Toy Shop, but at least I would hope that are listening to us rather than randomly going and just like ape typing into their keyboards at Transformers Robots Toys Store and then finding whatever Google SEO think, ends up hitting it. There's there's probably a gradient in there somewhere. I don't think it's just going to just be these. <laughs> 
No, no, that's not how you do it. Yeah, no. Um, so there is also like if you go to My Little Pony or if you go to Play Doh or you go to any of Hasbro's lines webpage and then yeah, click on the thing that says shop, you end up getting a shop that is that brand. So this is yeah. very much a Transformers brand. It's the the Transformers color schemes. It's the that white with the red with the the grid on it, and it's the angle cuts, and it looks very Transformersy because it's Transformers. So I think what this is trying to say, but did it poorly, was like they're going to shut down all of the other websites all of their other like sales sites and go from there yeah and and that makes a lot of sense given that for example average layman named me reacted to the transformer storefront by saying but i thought that there was already hasbro toy shop what's this and then my further theory of like as much as it looks like it's a transformer skin on hasbro toy shop what you want to bet on the back end it's a completely different library of stock information that has to be synchronized and that synchronization might not always happen perfectly leads to annoyed customers because they bought something that doesn't exist etc etc uh i think it is for the better to consolidate it to hasbrotoyshop.com yeah I'm, um, I'm just sitting here going through um like various sites that i know that would be like hasbro to owned things and yeah each one of them has their their sites and then like the the kick to it of like hey this is something else that's not so so my my first reaction when i thought this meant hasbro toy shop was closing was wow did that magic the gathering guilds of ravnica masterpiece edition go that bad that they're just shutting the whole thing down (laughs) Because that was a debacle, if you didn't know. Um, you, you can look it up. Don't, because you're going to get a lot of a lot of real, like, uh, shock jock, uh, eye-catch, clickbait title type stuff. But they, they sold a magic thing, and it went real bad. There was a, a drop date. The drop date didn't happen. They announced a new drop date, and then minutes later, the drop date happened on the original date. There was not enough stock to go around. Orders were canceled. People sometimes got stuff when they called in. People sometimes didn't. And then people started getting things in the mail with special cards saying, sorry about what happened. Apparently, one or two people got the letter, but not the card, even though the letter said, here's a card. Um, the Masterpiece Edition now sells for like 700 bucks or something because uh, it also got bought up by a bajillion people who bought it to sell it. And then the rest of the stock went to Channel Fireball, who said, you can pre-order it from us as long as you come in person to one of our Grand Prix events. And it is only you, not someone buying it on behalf of you. It has to be you, the person. We will check your ID. Um, big old mess. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm n- I'm not going to say that I don't think there may be other changes going on because like in their FAQ, they mentioned that like, Hey, you're like, if you've gotten gift cards, that might go weird. Uh, now's a great time to buy. Oh, they might Uh, be changing the whole back end. So yeah. So that's what I don't know is if like, as part of that, if they just are, you know, after the holidays, shutting everything down, rebuilding everything and coming back out with something different. And maybe it won't be called Hasbro Toy Shop. Maybe it'll be called something else. I don't know. But the the like other stuff that I really read was seriously along the lines of like we've got eighty million of these other spinoff sites, and we're trying to make 
sanity happen. I'd, I'd love it if they could also ship with USPS so that buying from them as a non-American was remotely feasible. Screw you, Ferner. <laughs> Basically, I mean, that's what they tell me every time. <laughs> We're going to use a courier service that assumes what the customs charge is, charges it up front, and also charges you a $10 fee for the service of doing that. This is like, what, what if you don't, though? What, what if you use the mail? Uh, all right, so that that's your little PSA. Hasbro Toy Shop, uh, it might not actually be going away. It may well just be those storefronts. Uh, it sounds like we'll actually know for sure by the end of January. So mm-hmm. um, we'll find out. One other little news tidbit I want to throw out, and this is only because uh, I thought this thing was cool, and uh, and th- that's really about it. Um, 3A is doing a, a new thing with their Transformers license. They're doing 8-inch tall uh, die-cast skeleton action figures, which are much less expensive than their 14-inch tall gigantic premiere series action figures. So they're doing uh, Bumblebee from the Transformers Bumblebee movie, uh, who is the first Bumblebee figure to actually appear to be screen accurate at all, uh, which is a little draw for me. Um, It's going to be an 8-inch tall figure. He's going to have some accessories, uh, interchangeable door wings, which makes me wonder if the more Camaro-style door wings on, uh, you know, the toys that are out, maybe that's not as inaccurate as we think, since this figure comes with ones that are, like, open and folded up. Uh, He's going to have, like, light-up eyes. Uh, He's going to be very articulated, 55, uh, I think, points of articulation or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's going to have a fully, like, metal skeleton. There's a One of the last photos down there is actually, like, an X-ray showing the internal skeleton, um like kind of kind of x-ray view uh so you can see what all the jointed parts look like uh anyway i'm kind of excited about this because their 14 inch tall figures already felt really good as action figures um this one appears to be quite posable uh the the way they're doing the articulation i can't see um a likelihood of this turning out to be real bad so i'm uh, i'm kind of hyped for it um also it's gonna be 145 bucks which is about a quarter of the cost of some of their larger figures uh so that that's also a part of it, um, but but the big thing is I'm I'm excited about this if I end up loving the movie because if the big draw of the movie for me among other things is that really fresh looking Bumblebee design, and uh, I, I'm enjoying the masterpiece movie version. I'll talk about that a bit more later, but uh, this is hitting uh, rather perfectly uh, what is cute and characterful about that design for me. Um, but yeah, also in light of the MP44 talk, I'm also now, I have I have that uh, filter on my eyes still, so I see 145, and I'm like, oh, how cheap! Um, that'll, that'll turn off later. But uh, I don't know, do you guys have any, any interest in this thing? Any reactions? So I think I'm in your camp, depending on, like, how well the movie resonates with me. This might be, like, my first swing into some of this, like, 3A nonsense licensed third because party. yeah because just looks like he just poses very well like between flight stand stuff and like one of the photos has him like full-on slav squatting yeah <laughs> like uh, that it can do all of that to me is is pretty interesting i think the difference in the doors is just so that you can have like the the kind of like doors behind him look or a doors tucked away look i'm just wondering if in the movie like they actually will open up like that as just part of the way the character moves I mean, uh, just like as an emote just like ah! yeah I, I mean like 
I, I, I presume that all the marketing material and the toys have had the door wings just because originally this wasn't supposed to be a new continuity. This was just this was the prequel. This was just kind of before all of that stuff happened in 2007. I always, oh, yeah, yeah. That, that, that was my assumption. It's just seeing a piece that's so screen accurate also having the option of open doors. I'm wondering if maybe they actually will look like that in hey, the film at some point there, there might be a character moment where he takes the bumblebee name to heart and kind of flutters those open like actual little butter like a little uh bumblebee wings oh my god if he does that i'm gonna die i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna start we'll crying hear- and die <laughs> <laughs> um tj how you feeling about this uh this bumblebee piece uh well i'm well here we are we're in the same boat here yet again like, oh dear! Like you mentioned it, like this is about as screen accurate as I've seen this iteration of Bumblebee. Like I've really liked the redesign, but everything, like I said, has felt like it had notes of a different design when this was a different type of movie. This, yeah, this hits all those nice, smooth armor notes. This you know, this really round and cute design that I've been hoping to get. Like this may be my only option to actually get that. So. If the movie hits me the right way, I might actually be budgeting for it. Yeah, I mean, if, if they're going to do a transforming toy that looks more like the actual movie um, in in so far as he doesn't have the athletic silhouette and the door wings of the Camaro original, uh, I can't imagine that toy is happening at least until the end of next year, um, given just the timelines and all these things and how it seems to line up. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, like this this feels kind of like if you if if this ends up being a really good movie, this might be like the piece for that Bumblebee. I say that as someone who likes the masterpiece movie toy is I actually like that I, I'm surprised how much I'm liking that figure. It's just that is also very much a a pastiche of old Bumblebee and the current one. It is very much clearly was based on an older CG model. Um, so yeah, this thing's coming out uh, Q two, so uh, we'll probably see more about it uh, closer to release. Um, and that brings us to the sort of surprise topic. I forgot Tokyo Comic Con was happening until I saw all these more more photos of Studio Series. The the main news about out of this is we're getting a really good look at the full package of Studio Series Dark of the Moon Megatron. Uh, he's coming with Igor. Igor seems to be able like it seems like his hands are designed to to grip onto stuff. Um, you know the smokestacks, for instance, of the alt mode and uh, the soft goods. Um, definitely. Now that we're seeing what looks like probably the the production version of the soft goods, those looks like some Lego cape ass toy production soft goods that probably will not look very good unless you do a bit of extra work on them. Um, like, you know, soak them in some water, crush them a bunch, give them some weight. Um, cause as it is, it looks like out of the package, they are going to be floating on his head like a Lego cape. Um, mm-hmm. figure look, looks good. Otherwise, he looks like uh, he got stuck in an old newspaper. Yeah, it's just just sort of there. It's like, no, I have this cloak. It's from the movie. Uh, I lost the real cloak. Um, I think it really is just like it needs to be crushed a bunch. I remember the the Make Toys Nemesis Prime cape uh, needed some of that, too. You just kind of like scrunch it up a whole lot um, to to get rid of the floof. I have to like wash it eight times. Possibly give it a soak. There's a there's a lot of tutorials online about how to make soft goods on a small scale. Look, toss it in the rock, rock grinder. I think that'll just destroy it. I think that'll just shred it up. <laughs> um, we all, we also got look looks at a bunch of other upcoming studio series stuff. It's just stuff that we we know is coming and that we have seen in some form or another. I'm uh, I'm I'm hype as hell for Bone Crusher. Um, 
I'm really happy to see that yellow constructor con. I'm still like, given how much I love Pogo Man, I'm still kind of feeling like, man, Pogo Man is is like the one who very much is a piece of a combiner uh, out of these guys. But um, I don't remember if we really talked that much about uh, some of these these Studio Series reveals like Pogo Man um, and Jetfire. So uh, did you guys have any thoughts you wanted to throw out on how some of this stuff is looking? Um, I really think Studio Series... The more I've seen Studio Series, the more I think it's kind of becoming um, that that intermediate maybe that we talked about in the past where like masterpieces are the very high end and this is like further down that line mm-hmm. um where it's like you're getting your a, a a good value out of it when when the paint apps line up with like what they show off um thing the the other like touches that bring up a toy um so far they've done a very good job of pulling those off along the way so it's been it's been good so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's a great example of uh, the fact that I mean, aesthetically, it might not be for you, and that's totally a thing. But like, just looking at the swathe of product available to a Transformers collector, uh, even just officially, it's like there there is a large gradient going on, uh, and these have some. I think these have a lot of bang for your buck. Um, TJ, how are you feeling about seeing some of this this fresh movie stuff? That Jetfire. It's so weird seeing a brand new 2009 Jetfire. Like, rem- thinking back to 09, thinking back to all the talk about, like, that, uh, just the first time we saw that the, the SR-71 alt mode, um, and, like, the length of it. Like, Aaron, I remember we were talking about, like, like the fact that, holy crap, there actually is going to be a giant SR-71 Transformer. Mm-hmm. Um... And like they're doing it again, and and he's he's gonna have like a big weird looking head and funny looking body proportions, like in in the film. Like that Jetfire is really hitting a lot. Like that Jetfire is activating tons of nostalgia in me and drawing me in without me actually really being into how the toy looks. It's more everything about the toy that is drawing me in. Just you know kind I mean? of embrace mm-hmm. all the strangeness of that design. Yeah, and like this like weird soon to be ten year old nostalgia of. Just it's not even like like classic nostalgia. It's just a very specific nostalgia for Jetfire from because we were podcasting and we were fresh to it still at that time. It was like our first line drop while podcasting. It was our first movie that came out when we were podcasting. Um, I don't know that that Jetfire has really caught my caught my eye. Uh, despite me not feeling like I'm going to be blown away by it as an actual toy. Um, yeah. I'm interested how a leader class combines onto a Voyager. Uh, Very carefully. Yeah, it it looks like it's doing it in a way where they're like, hey, these two really shouldn't have been the same size. Yeah. Uh, Because it's making Optimus look a lot more like he's kind of inside a bunch of stuff like he did in the film. Uh, And in some of of that concept art from way back when. Um, But yeah, Studio Series is is trucking the hell on. Uh, I am... I am ecstatic to see the devastator once we actually get to see it properly yeah. and uh oh good i was gonna say the devastator parts look cool so far uh I'm, I'm with you on bone crusher i i've been wanting that voyager bone crusher for so freaking long now yeah and there's a there's a third party masterpiece style one coming out too that's been in development for like almost literally two years uh, I saw a video of how it transforms. I think I still kind of want to get it somewhere down the road. 
Um, I love me my Bone Crusher, and I feel like finally 12, 13 years later, he's you know, 12, 11, 12 years later, he's, he's getting his due, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm just staring at the Megatron and like trying to look past his. I don't know what to call it. His his burlap, his soft goods, his by definition soft goods. <laughs> there, there's something about it, just the boxy nature of him that's like hitting me in a way that I'm not a fan of. Like, is he like, a leader class? I think I thought he was. I thought he read leader class. Yeah, I think he's leader class. Like, it's the first time I've stared at a Studio Series figure and gone, "Eh, I think I'd like the old one better. I feel like that happened to me with one of them. Oh, but I didn't really like the old one better. It just happened to me with the dreads, because I was like, Berserker, I think, did this better. And then in practice, Berserker did this better. Mm -hmm. Uh I can I can kind of see it. The the thing about him is I think that a lot of us also because like that movie is a real like like brain tranquilizer. Uh, a lot of us remember him as the original Voyager toy that was a lot slimmer and a lot more just like not sleek looking but just a lot a lot slimmer, a lot more menacing slim. Um when when um the 3A version came out, I was kind of taken aback at like how thick he was. Because I was like, oh, crap, you're right, because he is technically still Movie 2 Megatron uh, with, like, new bits on the outside. So I'm not surprised by it, but I, I, I can see what you're talking about, like, especially in the lower legs. Those things look like just like crates. Yeah, just big hunk blocks and a lot of like a lot of vehicle kibble hanging off the back of his shoulders. Uh, where... I don't know. I, don't know. The, the, I can't. No, like... I just can't see the back of his shoulders that well. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, in these, in these photos, not really. But there was other shots of him. Yeah. Where I was like, "Oh, that looks so boxy." Like, hmm. I don't mind it too much, but like, I I also get what you're talking about. Um, I really want to know how the soft goods and also the barbed wirey stuff that is wrapped around them and around his chest is going to implement, and whether or not that stuff feels fragile as hell. Um. Like, if that stuff's all just, like, rubber PVC, I don't know how much I really want to engage with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, uh, we'll see when those things all come out next year. Uh, and that brings us to, we got one last real quick listener question. I picked this one even though I actually talked to Ezem recently uh, and answered the question, but I said I'd, I'd like to answer it on the show as well because it's relevant. It's about the TCG. Uh, Ezem93 says, hey, guys, I've been enjoying collecting the Transformers card game. I've, I've gotten plenty of cards. I've also gotten plenty of dupes. Recently, I got a duplicate rare Chromia, and after seeing the price people have been selling her for, I may be interested in offloading mine. Uh, do you have any advice for selling TCG singles online? Would have done it at a store, but no one near me are dealing in them yet. Thanks, Ezem. Uh, so I, I mentioned to Ezem, we basically, there is a buy-sell trade thread stickied in the TCG sub forum that opened recently. I kind of, I, I kind of feel like we need to change it up, but uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm I think not sure the, it's working right now. I, the TCG sub forum right now is very much in the state of let's see how many people use this, right? Um, and it, it's completely flexible. I'll, I'll, is what I'll say here. But um, that that is currently one spot. Also, there is TCG Player. I don't know what it's like selling on there, but that seems to be a place people sell stuff. Um, the the thing I thought might be worth throwing out is if you are selling cards, uh, you might be wondering how to properly ship them. Um, and if you want to never have problems with your buyers, the kind of agreed upon upon approach is get a bunch of top loaders, um, sleeve the card, then put it in the top loader, put a piece of paper over the top of the top loader, then tape that piece of paper um, with the tape on the outside of the top loader. 
uh then you know bubble wrap that if you have to or put it in a bubble mailer bubble envelope mm-hmm. um that's kind of the agreed upon way with the character cards the, it shouldn't be too much more pricey in the states because as far as i know those those um three by five top loaders are not terribly expensive compared to normal size ones yeah um it is an expenditure like most people who buy and sell cards like you get them in top loaders in the mail you hang on to those top loaders and then use them to ship cards yourself is kind of it's like approach. amazon boxes yeah, you don't get rid of them because you know it's going to turn around and go the other way yeah literally any box <laughs> except for like those really unfortunate ones uh that you get from some chinese sellers where it's like a bunch of styrofoam held together with packing tape and then it's not um, really a box it's just a bunch of styrofoam held together with it is it is apparently on a technicality a box because it was able to get into the mail system uh (laughs) but yeah also we have a tcg sub forum i forgot if we mentioned that last time we recorded um you know there's there's the facebook group there's the reddit um we've now got this tcg forum going on tfw i'm not sure if there are also tcg forums and other forums but uh yeah uh i've posted some deck lists in there other people have as well the folks from wreck and rule have been sharing their stuff in there um, I'm actually halfway through watching their interview with Drew Nolosco because uh, those guys were at PAX Unplugged. I'm very jealous of all of them. I'm jealous mm-hmm. of everyone who was at PAX Unplugged. Uh, I saw some great results, too. Apparently, a Metroplex deck took one of the tournaments. Yeah. Um, which makes, makes me real excited because I know the big debate about Metroplex conceptually is, is this thing a gimmick card or is this like a competitively viable character? And apparently so I, it is. I, I can talk a little bit about that. I got to play him like five times on Ooh. Saturday. All right. How do you, how do you run? Uh, give, pretty give well. Brief. Did poorly against an Insecticons deck. Did okay against a Cars deck I'd put together. Um, did well against a Nemesis Prime Cosmos deck that I had as a, a competition. To it. Metroplex seems to be rougher on against go-wides than go-talls. Hmm. at least the mostly stock deck that he came with. I tweaked it a little bit, but I didn't venture far from the as-built deck from it. I, I dropped in some swap missions to try and get like another shot out of Metroplex, and I only got to, to pull that trigger once. But I ulted both times, so it felt oh, nice, really good. Well, what I'll say is the one that, that took one of the competitions, as, as I understand it anyway, at, at PAX Unplugged, it was a, a modified deck. I think it only ran height advantage as far as the new battle cards. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it, that was exciting to see. I actually recently have been been really falling in love with a new deck I made called, I'm calling Storm Chopper. It's Sunstorm and Chromia and uh, Ransack. Uh, that, that deck is very swingy, but... I posted some photos yesterday. I was playing at uh, a couple games with um, uh, Mecha Nova King. Uh, we've been like basically play testing decks with each other because we're the only two folks in town who have enough cards, it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, at one point, was able to swing in with Sunstorm with 17 cards in hand uh, <sighs> and an Energon Axe on him. <laughs> and it was real fun. <laughs> uh the 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 trick of my deck right now i'm going to share the list probably tonight i'm gonna, since i'm feeling good about it i'm going to make a thread for it it's uh i'm filling up the hand partly because chromia has got a good ability if you flip two white pips when she attacks you draw two cards um and then when you flip to her bike mode you get to pull a white pip card into your hand out of the discard pile uh but i've also got a lot of equipment uh and then i've got equipment enthusiast and treasure hunt uh which those two cards again it's very it's not it's not you know perfectly consistent but i kind of like it this way uh 
sometimes treasure hunt and equipment enthusiasts pop and I'm drawing like four cards basically off of, mm. out of trading off one. Uh, feel, and, and I got I got security checkpointed in one of our games. I got security checkpointed down to three cards in hand and, and then it was my turn and my turn ended and I had eight cards in hand again. <laughs> and I was like, this, this, this is feeling real good. <laughs> the thing is, I don't know if I've seen a lot of like deck tech stuff that's dealt with something like that. So I mean, like the, a lot the of big... it's just been like, let's go tribal. Not necessarily like, hey, here's this one with a weird thing. Let's see how badly we can break it. That's that's been kind of where I've been going with my deck building is is because you know the Dinobot deck is is you know no no deck is rote, but the Dinobot deck, the Insecticons deck, those two are ones a lot of people are making and a lot of people are putting time into. Um, cars as well. Planes. I made one I was really happy with, uh, which I made a thread for. Um, is that the one that you? Did a little bit of at TFCon? Yeah, it was the one where... I, that, at TFCon is when I realized that Slipstream's actually the commander. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> when she was just like, yeah, what if we just move all the damage over to you? Uh, but yeah, I've been trying to build more. Like, Stormchopper's the one I've been the most happy with. I've been building... Trying out a Cars deck with double leaders so I could have double matrices called Piercing Rubber. And I, I had the setup go with Super Rare Bumblebee and Jazz, both with matrices. Uh, so there was just Pierce everywhere. Um, that was kind of fun. But uh, yeah, Shadow Play is my is my first love, and Stormtrooper is becoming my second love. I want to figure out a Planes deck without Slipstream, uh, more action oriented with Thundercracker. But um, yeah, like it, it's a fun game to deck build in, especially if and it is a weird thing to say. If you you, you still want to think with a certain level of optimal builds, of course, but. If you if you turn off thinking what's going to be competitively optimal, which will often bring you to build for orange pips, bold, and probably Dinobots or Insecticons, um, think more so about like fun interactions, and then how to how to make that be the thing that's efficient. I think it, it makes it, it's it's a really fun little system to build in right now. Um, yeah. So that's one of my friends. So I had a twelve hour gameathon on uh, Saturday, which is why I got a bunch of games in, mm-hmm. and um, one of my friends had bought five packs knowing that I was still short two rares, hoping to get one of the rares that I needed and then, like, make my life pain about it. So, you know, the sort of people I hang around. But in the course of doing that, he got, like, three Insecticons, and it was a couple of them that had interactions, and he's like, hey, I kind of think I could build a deck if I could get a bunch of just, like, commons and uncommons, and I just, like pulled out my bulk box i was like look we can do this right now and that was the thing is he was able to build between comms and uncommons and and uh just went through and built a playable deck it did what i think it did three to two against the autobot starter with me driving the autobot starter and him sitting there like tweaking it each time and yeah. I I will admit that I let him like he'd sit there and play and I was like okay well you know I I, I was kind of doing the mentor thing of like okay how did that one play he's like oh, I kind of feel like I needed more of this because I didn't see you know I didn't see a whole lot of white pips and we went through and realized that he had like nine white pips and he's like oh, I feel like that's got to be a little bit higher I'm like yeah well most of them run maybe twelve to fifteen on the high end but nine's probably a little bit light he's like well well this card does almost what that card does what if i swap those out okay let's try that swap it around play it that one played better okay yeah i mean for me a big part i mean great like thank goodness mechanova king's uh 
you know, big thanks to him, big shouts out. Like he's he's willing to play this game, you know, a couple times a week, and like we're able to bounce ideas off each other as well. Because like yeah. this is a really fun game for doing that. Like, granted, it's just the two of us, and you know, it's 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 fun. Don't get me wrong. It's like I am looking forward to this game coming out in Canada, where maybe there will be like four or five of us to to bounce ideas around. But even with just the two of us, like we're both like coming up with lots of really cool stuff. Like he gave me the idea of putting uh, static laser of Ironhide into the the planes deck, uh, so it can preload damage if I need to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, uh, we were, uh, we were just figuring, like, I've been helping him out, uh, early on or I helped him out early on a bit with, with some of the, the pip ratio stuff. And since then, I think he's gotten a better at it than I am. Uh, or at least he's, he's, he's become like, he and I both are becoming really aware in deck building of like the multiple simultaneous ratios, you know, actions to upgrades, uh, three different pips, uh, mm-hmm. then what does this have to do with the characters? And it, it's fun. Um, but uh, I'll 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 can the tangent uh, for a little bit now because I want to I want to TJ TJ wake up TJ TJ it's on fire what, what? The podcast is on fire oh 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 did they burn the cards you left the store down you you left the stove on the card the, the podcast is on fire put it out put it out wake up hey what's up hey uh I have one other little update to 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 throw over to you guys before we do what we got this week I caught up myself on Cyberverse hey. Uh, have you guys been watching Cyberverse? A couple weeks ago, I got caught up. So if there's more, if there's been a couple within the last, it's up to episode fourteen. I think I, I don't think I got it to fourteen. I think I was on twelve. All right. I'm actually waiting till I have a good day to just sit and marathon it. So TJ, that's what I did yesterday. Uh, so so I won't say too much. What I'll say is this show has its problems. And I've talked about them. We've all talked about them based on the first two episodes. Episode six, the show suddenly just sort of figures out what it wants to be. Mm -hmm. And then, my God, like (laughs) I was getting there. I was I don't know if you saw my Twitter yesterday. There were like three consecutive Jesus Christ's in all caps. Uh, The friggin Velocitron episode. Mm hmm. The McAdams episode. Mm hmm. You, that was the one y'all were t- 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 talking to me about, episode 10. You're all saying, you should watch up to episode 10 at TFCon. Like, like I think yeah. actually the Velocitron one was more of a friggin'... That made the Velocitron one be more of a, like, Jesus. But, like, what the show did, and m- my god, 11-minute uh, digestible episodes that are selling a step up from Rescue Bots, and admittedly a fairly jank toy line, for the most part, uh, decided with huge heaping... Um, just like handfuls of seasoning off IDW, uh, they're they're just hitting like the themes. The huge theme of this show is to simultaneously show you the thriving pre-war life that was Cybertron, and then in the same breath show you how pre-war Cybertron died, and it not just yeah. ended, but that how that civilization, how that way of life died. I think that's what like really hooked me in. When they were going to all pre-war memories, and it's like, oh yeah, it's a place. Yeah. Like, like this was a place, even though almost all of the fiction is like, war, war never changes type of stuff, rather than just like, nah, it was a place, yeah, sure, there was... There was dumb stuff between people because this guy's got wings and that one doesn't, but whatever. Or like this, these two, you know, they like different cube teams. Yeah. 
Uh, which, by the way, friggin', I almost wish they didn't show you what Cube was, and it, I wish it was always off screen. That would, I think, would have been even or, funnier. Or you're just but, seeing like <laughs> audience reactions. Yeah, but like something this show did. I'm not going to spoil a ton of it because TJ, I think you're, I think you're going to get a kick out of watching it when the day feels right. Mm-hmm. Is in this version of Transformers, everyone used to be just an average Joe. Everyone used to be just a civilian on this planet, and then something went real bad and then regular people became superheroes and supervillains. Uh, the easiest, I think most strongest and most subtle explanation of this is shockwave. Who's he's barely been in the show. He's a presence in the show, but like the first times you see shockwave, you see two things at the same time. You see a pre-war shockwave who is literally just like, he's, he's, uh, he's hanging out at a game with Bumblebee He's uh, friends with Wheeljack is like, like, the, you know, they're both inventors. Uh, Shockwave's built a little drone. It's 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 doing goofy things. Him and Wheeljack are laughing. Uh, and in the same breath, they're like, also, after the war began, Shockwave began like the way that Shockwave's inventorhood evolved was he went into doing friggin body horror experimentation on cadavers. Mm-hmm. There is a shot. Of he just he took two seekers and stitched them together as a two-headed seeker. It looks dead. And it looks like he's just doing it to see what had happened with the with the parts. But like they very quietly have made this a really frightening version of Shockwave. Uh in part because they show you him as a just a happy younger civilian shockwave. Uh so I'm I am astonished <laughs> that this show went there. Uh, it had no reason to, uh, and sadly that means I'm now really sour <laughs> about how the toy line is gone. Uh, especially friggin' Shadow Striker, because unfortunately we're mm-hmm. never going to get a good Shadow Striker. I'm just going to say it. We are not going to get a good Shadow Striker figure. Not even an acceptable Rid 2015 Warrior tier Shadow Striker figure. Uh, she, the chance was for the Ultra. The Ultra is wearing a like a spring-loaded car on her back and barely does anything otherwise so like i'm i I have no hope but like yeah um if you if you walked away from cyberverse after the first two episodes like i did uh it got good um it's not the best transformers cartoon on the planet obviously but uh it all it's still good it's it's hit a nice spot it got good (laughs) <laughs> and they're, they're pulling from everywhere. Uh, and I think it's the first fiction that ever really went for it. Maybe the comics in the UK did, and I'm just not you know up to snuff enough or I've forgotten. I feel like it's the first time I ever saw something really have a go at Macadam. Mm. Um, also... Yeah, as Mc- I mean, McAdams has been brought up before, but I... Th- I, I mean, I mean the individual, the, the McAdams yeah, yeah, who that's runs what I, that's McAdams. what I'm saying. Like, I think, I think it's the first time that it's been, like, McAdams is, is a person. And and also, I, man, I'm trying to figure out... I kind of want to say this. I don't know if this is blowing... Because this is just a small moment. TJ, do you want me to say it? Or it's, not a, it's not a story spoiler. It's just it's a, it's a, a character model. Yeah, go ahead. Ra- they made a Rack and Ruin character model. And Bumblebee calls him Rack and Ruin. Sorry, calls them Rack and Ruin. Mm-hmm. Like the Wreckers conjoined green twins. They just—they're just, they, just in, a, in one scene, no explanation. They just show up, and Bumblebee's like, "Oh, Rack and Ruin." And I was just like, I just grabbed my my hair, and I was just like, "You can't do that! 
You're supposed to be the rescue bot show. <laughs> and you're and you're doing the rack and ruin pull that no other show has done. <laughs> I do like how you asked, like, can I reveal which character showed up? Like, that's literally the character you shouted out on Twitter. I wasn't sure if you saw. <laughs> I, I, I check your Twitter. I know. I but, care. You know, I tweeted, uh, I tweeted a lot of that. Some of us care. I tweeted a lot that day. I could understand if it just kind of like blew past, you know, into the underfeed. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I wanted to give sh- uh, Cyberverse its due. Even, even the Optimus Prime voice actor managed to find some nuance in that delivery. Uh what I'll say, though, one of the first episodes I saw, I started watching from episode four onwards. The episode where, where Optimus Prime is giving his captain's log is 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 down there. <laughs> it's not it's not the most boring performance for that character in the show. That still goes to the part where he throws the Allspark into the space bridge while just saying 86 movie lines. Uh, but the one where he's doing the captain's log, that whole episode with the bugs, uh, that was oh, some yeah. real, like, like... That, you could hear the, the the voice director almost like rapping a ruler on the desk going like, you don't sound enough like Peter Cullen, you know, like, <laughs> uh, anyway, let's, uh, let's bump into some what we got this week. Uh, I got some on topic stuff to talk about. Uh, do you guys, Aaron, do you have off to- or on topic stuff to talk I about? I do. All right. What did you do? Uh, so the Walgreens exclusive Retgar. Managed to find a whole one of those. Oh, you guys have to go through Walgreens. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so remember the 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 previous mold of this? It's it's the mm-hmm. same thing, but in in like orange and brown and red. yeah. But this comes with a completely with a, with different, different toys head. accessory. Yeah, <laughs> that like they try really hard on like the packaging. So you put the 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 hand foot gun thing or the like it's, I guess it's not the whole hand foot gun, but like the, the hand, the hand torso, papoose. the hand torso thing. You put that on his back, and then you use the hole in one of the thumbs to hold the handle of the axe, and then you figure the angle out just right mm-hmm. so that the round part of the blade can kind of be in line with the wheel, as if it was designed for that. And and do that. Don't do the thing in the instructions that says use the three millimeter clip on the handlebar because. Like, if you want something to feel like a fan mode, use the three millimeter yeah. clip on the handlebar. Because that certainly does not feel like anything that should have ever been in an instruction book. And it still has the weirdness of, like, the way that it actually transforms for the arms doesn't feel like the way that it should transform. It feels like the arms should go downwards, like most of the jets have done, and then everything tucks together. But then you have the the kickstand that's facing completely the wrong way. And you're left very confused as to why it is that way. Oh, oh, wait, yeah, because this is dumb. And then you got to roll back and <laughs> and uh, try it again. I I didn't have trouble with that. I I saw where the tabs go into the chest on the on the arms. Uh, I got met. So I met up with Matt McNally because he he found a second one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get three because of those repper labels. Um. They, they they figured out how to make two more characters using labels, and I ended up really liking those two characters. And I I, I want to I'm trying to track down extra chunky ons. Uh, okay. And and then I, I I'm getting 
Someone put the idea out there, and I have a spare Combiner Wars hound. I'm like, what if I paint that hound into Detritus? And then we get the friggin' Junkie on Limb team. I don't know. Uh, anything else on topic on your end? Uh, no, that's it. The, uh, the, like, the small toy store that's now downtown, uh, late this evening, after they had closed, had posted a photo showing, hey, the latest swag we got in, just priced it up, ready for ready tomorrow, had, um, Siege Deluxes in it. Ooh. So I know that there are Siege Deluxes in town now, because Target, despite... Seemingly every other target in the area having Siege toys start showing up. Mine hasn't. And then I had somebody in the sightings thread say, like, well, sometimes you got to look at, like, end caps. And I just want to be like, yeah, I know. I, Have you, did you know sometimes toys are not always right there on the designated Yeah, shelf it's like I, I, was, I was checking out all of the boxes that were on the carts to get ready to go out. I'd, I'm imagining you just like... It's just like spitting out your cigar and you're just slamming a grizzled hand on the table going like, yeah. I used to collect packaging variants. Yeah. Well, somebody else came in later and was like, hey, Herdy even has a podcast for it. And I was like, well, guy, yeah, I guess. Like, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, you'll, you'll find them soon enough. I mean, the Voyagers are in town here, but they're at a store that wants 50 Canadian plus tax for them. So in yes. my opinion, they're not in town. So that's when I bought the the Voyagers from the store they were like marked up by about five bucks which wasn't bad yeah uh it'll be more probably an issue of like um if if the deluxes are marked up five bucks that might that might be just a tiny bit salty because i know that wave one is going to be everywhere and there's less the pressure because hey i've already got it in hand i've already got some of them in hand and Target, yeah. I don't think, is going to be that far behind now at this point, but whatever. There's no rush. It's wave one. Yeah. I say, I say it not just to you, but to everyone. There's no rush. It's wave one. But but it's a new line. The zeitgeist is, and, is real. And there's, it and there's good. a part of me that wants, like, eight cogs. It's and I true. don't know why. It's true. Hey, maybe he's going to, maybe Slam Dance will just be another cog, and then you just need four cogs and four Slam Dances. Just have, have you seen the image of the of the hound that like has everything on him including a side swipe indeed indeed i have it reminds me of good old-fashioned fan mode combiner days from car robots uh all right well hopefully hopefully you find some at a good price uh, dj did you do any on topic transformers in this week uh just a little bit all right what'd you do uh i added to the bot bots collection Ooh, the blind packs have shown up here and I'm I'm thinking I might I might go and uh, do a little hunt for them sometime this week. Yeah, Amazon posted one more set, so I went ahead and rolled that die. And hey, four of the five are ones I didn't have. Hey. Okay, so I got a second one of the eraser. He can go away. Um, <laughs> it's it's fine, but like now I got spares, and now I have to figure out what what am I supposed to do with the spares. Okay. Um, we'll get a trading thread going in the TCG forum. Sure. <laughs> it's the secret bot bots forum, but hey, you have you to mention the po- you have to mention the podcast in your thread or else we'll close it. Yeah. But also, Aaron, when you said that, my eyes just lit up because I was like, what if we do make it the secret bot bot sub forum? We just don't tell anybody. 
We just say it's the BotBot subform as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, I, th- I think we just did. All right. TJ, Look, you've contributed there are to whole, the... There are a whole two the... moderators in that form, and they're both here right now. That's right. No one else needs to know. TJ, if anyone does ask, it was your suggestion, so we will throw you under the bus, but... No, that's uh, okay. I mean, it's for that. the It's for the greater good. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so... Uh, let's see here. I got... <laughs> here we go with the names again. I got Waddle Pop. That's a good name. Good name. That is the penguin that turns into an ice cream bar, which that is as adorable as it should be for something like that. That is that is the penguin that turns into an ice cream bar is what he said. Yes. Mm-hmm. Said that. All right. All that, right. That is literally the thing I said. Uh, nail biter. Which is a hammer. That's all right. I was about to say, did they make nail clippers? No, but that works too because, like, if you ever hit your thumb with a hammer, mm-hmm. like, well, don't hit your thumb with a hammer. Well, look, like, it it happens when you actually do things. <laughs> Not to me. I mean, I'm also I take a long time to hammer things. Sometimes I do them wrong, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's a little bit more he's a little bit more simple and straightforward. Like his face is revealed. By just pulling the hammerhead back. Very Energon Ironhide in that. Yeah. He's just got a little sour guy, so kinda of funny there. Uh, uh Burger Tron. Wait, that's too complicated. What could he turn into? Uh that is the scissors. Hot dog. Next level. Okay. This is next level. <laughs> so uh, Burgertron has, like, the most transformery robot mode of all of them so far. Like, it, like, you transform him, and he just straight up looks like a robot with a visor and the face mask. He's got kind of a G1 Huffer thing going on. It's like, all, all, of, right. all of his okay. bulk ends up behind his head, and he's got an overhang. So, he, he's a little bit reminiscent of, like, a typical Transformer. Where he, where he lets me down is that there's no clear molding for where the meat of the hamburger is. It's just a brown stripe painted around it. Aww. Or I've had those hamburgers before. They're not very good. <laughs> those are frozen. That's what yeah. those are. But below that, you also have, like, the lettuce layer. And the lettuce layer is painted green on the front, but then the sides, where the arms are folded, uh, they're painted like a very pale color like i thought it was mayonnaise at first hmm. like it's it's sculpted to look like it's supposed to be like the lettuce continuing all the way around and they hmm. didn't quite finish it or get the right color on it i mean maybe it's one of those little dabs of mayo that's just coming out one side maybe like the instructions yeah. thought it was cheese so i don't know what happened here <laughs> well some people don't know what mayonnaise is someone's that's what very i just clear someone's yeah Again, it's now, actually an aioli. Now that I look at it, like they took yellow paint off of him completely, because like even his chest is a different color. That is weird. I didn't hmm. notice that. That's before. just one less paint app you have to load. Mm-hmm. And the star of the the star of the the assortment, which was the plop father. Yeah. Yeah. Whose artwork is on the instruction sheet, and there is a dollop underneath his buttocks, which makes that name so frightening. 
<laughs> He's the one you call daddy. <laughs> so, taking this little, like, plastic cannoli out of the box, I, I didn't have the name, so I didn't have the reference, so I take him out, and he's got the Marlon Brando face going. <laughs> but, like, he, he, without the context, it just looks like he's in pain. So I'm like, this, <laughs> it's like oh god, I, I, this is it. We finally have the one that has a bite taken out of him somewhere, and he's just in agony. We also call him the pain father. <laughs> no, man. Try, you, ever, you ever try passing a waffle cone hole? Not good. Well, chew your waffle cone, my god! <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, no. I can't. No, I can't. No, I mean, I, okay, it's cone-shaped. I actually understand how you could have swallowed it whole, but... But don't. No, don't. Everyone out there, PSA, chew your waffle cone. Okay, but... Alright, so... God. Things. Uh... Yeah, the the toy itself is fine, simple transformation, but it's all about like the name and the fact that there is a cannoli transformer referencing the Godfather. I think I need that one. There's there's <laughs> so many layers to that. Like that is just good. I uh I heard so in Canada we've got the the single blind pack ones, of which there are apparently eighteen exclusive to that packaging. Uh and it sounds like they come twenty four to a box. And apparently, there's, there's at least one guaranteed full set in a box. I'm trying to figure out how I ask a Toys R Us person to just sell me an unopened box. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like that. But, man, what if, what if I find the one person who's just like, you want a what? Like, I, can't, I can't get out of that conversation then. It's just going to be like, sorry, I got to. No, gotta... Chris, I know you. It's when you just double down. You're like, no, <laughs> I need the whole box. But like, this is my Toys R Us. I can only do this to other people's Toys R Us's. Like, I, I, actually, I need, I I need the whole one. box for reasons. Because I want a that, sealed that, one, so I know it's all going to be the whole set. Look, Toy Man, <laughs> I just need my box. Listen, I walk in here with my hands in my pockets and headphones on once every two or three weeks, sometimes twice a week when it happens. You I know don't come, me. I don't come into your place of work until... Okay, so I am coming into your place of work and telling you what to do, and that's just to sell me toys. Do, do you want to go the way of the American one? Because that can happen. <laughs> you you want to know what happened to Toys R Us in America? This face right here, all right? And and then you do the, like, finger at eyes, point at them, finger at eyes, point at them, and fingers across the neck. Yep, and then just one big, long lick of my thumb. It, it means something over here. Um so are, are bot bots still delivering? Would you say? Are you still are you still feeling? It? You still in on this? Yeah, yeah. I I think I'm still going to continue down this road. Like, All right. I'm enjoying these. I've seen like uh just today TFW posted this huge gallery of like apparently all of them, and there's at least a dozen or so I would still like to get my hands on. They got the big mall graphic um, promo box that was sent out to as promotional material to, to a whole bunch of folks that aren't me. And yeah. I'm like, I would like one of those folks who's not all that into bot bots to please give me that promo box. Yeah. Like, how, do we yeah. Get on, how do we get on that list? That's the one I like, want. If you, if you uh, all sent one to IGN, I'm going to friggin clothesline whoever the IGN toy person <laughs> is because I'm they, sure that they just put it into some merch closet. I, I'm sure there's some way to get onto that, and we're kind of media, so maybe? 
Like yeah. I I think we're on a different one now, maybe. The bot bots but, one is the is the only time in all these years. Like, there's times where I've been like, oh man, that'd be cool to have. The bot bots one is the one where I'm just kind of like, who do I have to? Whose ass do I have to kick to Highlander this to myself? Who I want to take their power and make it my own, and by that I mean their bot bots box. So who? How's this gonna work? I watch wrestling. That's how it works, right? We fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, hopefully I'll hopefully I'll finally get my hands on some of those this week. Um. I'm excited. Uh. Is there anything else on topic that you got this week? Uh, no, that that would be it. All right, I got a trio of things to talk about, and two of them are related to Cyberverse, because during Black Friday sales, I decided to pull the trigger on the two Cyberverse toys that looked good enough for me to actually want to mess around with on sale. Uh, so one of them was the... Uh, Remembering the the word now, ultimate price point, Optimus Prime. This is a, there's a Megatron as well. These are the ones in the big boxes. Uh, this is the Optimus where he has the gimmick where a Matrix fires out all over his chest, and uh-huh. then when you spin a wheel, the Matrix spins fast enough. So the Matrix has these two blue energy things over it that are held on very weak springs. So when you pull the energy things open, they will snap shut. But if they start spinning, they will hold open. So when you when you turn the kind of dynamo gear feeling thing that isn't a dynamo gear. Um, it makes the matrix spin fast enough to reveal the matrix under the blue. It's kind of an interesting effect. It actually works, which is apparently not common to cyberverse gimmicks. Uh, and, uh, so this is, this is a larger prime. He transforms interestingly enough. Um, and the, the one reason I also went for him is he's a cyberverse toy who has a full suite of articulation. Uh, he has universal shoulders, elbows with bicep swivels, universal hips, thigh swivel, and a knee. Um, the hips and thigh swivel are a little bit limited, but I'm, I'm happy enough with him. He also has a neck joint, I should say. Um, the, the main thing about him that was surprising is I didn't know how to deploy the matrix, uh, and then when I finally found the button, now that I know where the button is, somehow that subconscious awareness means I'm hitting the button all the time when I'm transforming him. So I, I was transforming him fine until I knew what to push. And now that I'm trying to avoid pushing it, I end up pushing it more. <laughs> now it's just magnetic. Uh, I wish it was just ma- No, it's it's a it's a switch underneath his. No, uh, I'm saying your thumb. Oh, it's just yes. now magnetically tagging that every time. It's oh man, it's so weird because it's it's a switch underneath his collarbone and that that whole that whole part flips up and there's two different ways that you can hit that switch. And then the little wheel you turn to spin the matrix. What's kind of cool is in the vehicle mode, uh, one of the front wheels, the ones on his arms will actually like lock into that gear so that one of the front wheels will then turn that gear. Uh, It's kind of a cool figure. Get him on sale. You know, if you're an adult collector, you probably don't need to pay full price for him. Um the other one, though, that I got, and this was the real pleasant surprise. I, so I'd been eyeballing this thing for a while. Cyberverse comes out, right? And everyone's like, War- that Warrior Shockwave looks okay. You know, the deluxe-ish Shockwave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then reports come out that he has no neck joint. And it's kind of like, well, I guess it's the best we're going to get. Then I saw the the Ultra Clash Shockwave. He's the one in, in the box where you can actually touch the figure. So I, the first thing I did when I saw one was I went to turn his head, and his head turned. And I was like, hmm. And I looked at his shoulders, and I was like, he's got ball socket shoulders with a cut on the top, so it's like a universal. And he seems to have uh, an elbow and a bicep swivel on his normal arm. Uh, and he seems to have uh, a waist joint and ball socket hips and knees, and those, that's all true. The only thing he's missing is an elbow on the gun arm. And so when he was on sale, I was like, I'm going to pick him up. Here, I've got a photo for you guys showing the two of them next to each other. So I got the big one on the left. Here's the thing about him. Uh, you know how he turns into that crab walker tank, right? Mm-hmm. 
so the the turret of that tank is his gun arm. So that goes onto his backpack. So I did that part of the transformation. And I was like, hey, wait a second. What's all this in here? You see that kind of block sticking out of one of his kidneys? Mm-hmm. That's an entire normal-sized arm, fully articulated, uh, that's in there. So his gun arm can fold away onto his back as a backpack gun, kind of like the one you see on the Deluxe. And then a regular arm unfolds out of his torso. Oh, so and- he has, like, two left arms? Yeah. Huh. And then he doesn't have a fist on the other arm. He also doesn't have a gun. It just sort of ends in a nondescript block because it's the fo- one of the feet of the, the alt mode. Okay. But you see those pink lines painted on, the fo- on his forearm, on his regular arm? Mm-hmm. So those end up as the bottom of one of those feet in the alt mode. The other arm that comes out has those same paint apps and a weird kind of sculpting in place of a fist. It doesn't look like a gun. It's just a weird kind of sculpting. So it feels like they they actually tried to do a sort of a gun hand, like with maybe the gun retracted. Hmm. Um, So basically, yeah, that whole that big gun arm can fold away and then a normal left arm can fold out. Uh, And he's fully articulate. And nicely fully articulate. Uh, I'm really happy with them. I think, from what I've seen, I would call it the best Cyberverse toy out there right now. This Ultra Class hmm. Shockwave. Um, he's also just a really good looking Shockwave. He's got the Cyberverse Shockwave frown. Um, he's missing some of the Cyberverse Shockwave's other details. He's actually got the G1 backpack detail. It's just not painted. It's all purple. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with it. The Shock Blast gimmick... A, it's cute that his gimmick is Shock Blast, because, you know, the history of this character. Um, it's just the thing where you pull a lever back and then, like, a kind of... A, a sort of jointed energy effect comes out as the cannon splits open to deploy it. It looks okay. It's not the greatest thing in the world, but um, I'm I'm really satisfied with this figure. He's a good size. He's, he's, he's basically fully posable. He's got ball socket ankles as well. Um, he, he's just... I think he's really good. Um... On sale, I think he's excellent. For regular price, maybe a bit much. He's about the cost of a Voyager, I believe. Uh, and he he's a little bit hinky feeling at that cost. But, you know, for a Black Friday sale where he's another, like, whatever, 15, 20% off, like, I, I was into it. So I would recommend that Shockwave. I'd say skip the Warrior one from everything I've seen and uh, mm-hmm. consider the Ultra Class one. Um, anyway, that's, that's my little report on Cyberverse. Uh, between the cartoon and between the Shockwave actually being a pretty darn good Transformer, like, it's been a Cyberverse weekend this past weekend. Uh, the last thing I got was I got my copy uh, from the Japanese release of Masterpiece Movie Volkswagen Bumblebee. And uh, I am in love with that little figure. Uh, a lot of it comes from the fact that when you turn him into a car... As hard as it is to get some of those car things to panel up properly, when they're in the right place, everything just snap clicks, tabs, slots together. He's not the Studio Series one. He actually locks together in his car mode. Okay. Uh, so, so maybe I'm a little biased in that regard. But uh, it's just a good feeling toy. It's got die cast in the right spots. It's got um, one of the better attempts at posable hands I've seen on Masterpiece Transformers. Each finger is individually knuckled. Um and they look very natural in a lot of poses. Uh, the accessories can actually all just tab together into a nondescript accessory bundle, and I, I kind of like that. Um, and they, they all... Actually, the way that the gun arm goes onto his regular arm is sort of clever, because it's it, it looks at first glance like it might be a forearm swap, but his hands kind of transform into becoming the clip for the gun hand. It's hard to explain, but it's, it's simple in execution. It's really, really nice feeling. 
Um, I, I'm happy with the figure. Like, he's not screen accurate to, to perfection, but he poses really uh, organically. Um, he's got good uh, silhouette stuff going on. I like the transformation um, because... It is linear in its delivery. There's no higgledy-piggledy, like, hope you lined up all the tabs and slots, right? Because there's only one way they line up. Um, my biggest problem with them, really, is that the weathering paint job they did ends up making you think you've done the car mode wrong because they obviously did the weathering paint job in robot mode. Oh. So in car mode, the weathering does not line up. And you sit there thinking that you have put the car mode together wrong. Uh, because the weathering isn't lining up, and then you eventually realize, oh no, wait, they just didn't do the weathering in the car mode. They did it the other way around, which is stupid because the weathering is for the car mode. So, you know, does it seem like have... it's something that was individually weathered, or does it seem like it's something that that's like an a, a paint app? It looks like a paint app. It's it's just a gradient Man, that makes of... that makes it rough then, because I could see if yeah. it was something that where it was like each one of these had somebody like load a paintbrush up and then give it a quick like pop 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 on it and then it just like didn't line up because you've got different hands doing it oh no it's just but a if it's darker... something that was printed on like you'd think that, that could line up better because they know how it's going to sit like maybe it was airbrushed on but when, like when i say weathering it's just shading on the yellow it's a darker orangey yellow that's on <sighs> the kind of under underswing of some of the curved parts and it, it maybe it was airbrushed on individually but it just ends up looking his, his car mode ends up looking funky because there's a chunk of it basically missing um at one point like there's there's a panel that comes down that doesn't have weathering and it, it to me it's really noticeable um maybe i'm describing it wrong but like, if you have the toy anyone out there maybe you can you can clarify for me i should i should have taken a photo before this but um it's not it's not a toy killer it's just like you know, it's one of those toys that gave me a real easy, big negative to point out. Um, Especially if you put Masterpiece on the box. Yeah. And then that coupled with the part where it's the Masterpiece VW Bumblebee and it's based on an old CG model that the movie is not representative of. So it's like this isn't even really the Masterpiece of the Volkswagen Bumblebee. and mm -hmm. It's just a really good high-end Volkswagen movie Bumblebee, nondescript. Um, so I still like it. It's just like... It's it's not ever going to be toy of the year in my opinion. Uh, it's too too much too much about it is just off slightly, uh, but I I do highly recommend it for a good price. Uh, don't pay the Canadian retail for it. That is ridiculous. It's like 120 Canadian. Um, like I got it for closer to like 8,000 yen bundled in with some other stuff shipping. Then I feel fine about it. Um, when it's on sale, you know, in the states, I think it's I've seen it going on sale for like. I think I saw someone selling it under 70 at some point, but I don't know if maybe I misread a Black Friday listing. Um, anyway, that's all my on-topic what I got for this week. So let's uh, let's swing into off-topic. Aaron, did you do anything that wasn't a Transformer? Uh, got a new router. Cause that's our too exciting for this our, podcast. I know. Uh, no, our old router had kind of been starting to, like, get very... Very fidgety with uh, Wi-Fi connections. If we had more than like three things trying to to Wi-Fi connect, it'd start it'd start giving us a hard time, and um, just it just wasn't having it. And so finally, it got frustrating enough that Alfie threw a bunch of money in our joint account and was like, "Just just buy a new router." It's like, well, I think I can buy. A new router. I think I can fit and buy... Okay, okay. I'll buy a new router. Make the jank <clears throat> go away. And and so I, like, 
took what she had put in there and and put about the same amount towards it and then found a uh, a good router that's a little bit more than I'd paid for routers in the past because that very much seems like a thing you shouldn't have to pay a whole lot for. And it turns out when you buy a good router, it actually performs pretty well. <laughs> it's uh, almost like this is a product with a varying degree of effectiveness. Yeah, yeah it, it had a little bit of hiccup on setup because like it, I, I guess the router had a thing automatically that like the first time a computer tries to connect through it, it pops up like the hey, configure me page. And so I was sitting there and I plugged everything in, into the router and pulled up my phone and connected to it. And I got that page, but at the same time, it was trying to run that page on the home theater PC that I didn't realize it was trying to do that because I didn't have that screen up on the TV or anything. So I had to I had to fight it just a little bit. But now it was like I did speed tests. And like before, so I pay for a 275 connection. And whenever I do speed tests, I'd get like 150. 140 and being used to like being beaten by comcast like that's that's pretty close to what i'm paying for that's that's pretty good and uh so then i did a speed test on it now and i got 275 and it just like went just straight cracked over to 200 on on download and cracked straight over to 75 on down so i was like oh so I actually am getting exactly what I'm paying for, and it's not, and it's not like, like cable where they're just like, yeah, you're gonna get what you we give you, and you'll like it, and you say, okay, yeah, yeah, that, that I'll sounds take, great. I'll take another. I'll take that, another. That sounds great. But no, so since doing that, the only, the only oddball thing is it looks like a friggin' forest with the four different antennas that stick up out of it. But apparently that means that it gets good signal, or something. All right. We've not had nearly the same like drop down, drop out nonsense. Maybe it'll it'll ditch that weird hum I keep getting off you too. Maybe. That's that's probably more whatever's going on. There's probably one of my USB connections that isn't perfectly grounded or something dumb. Eh. Don't trust technology. It'll try to get you. Uh anything else off topic on your end, or was it just technology? Uh, did a 12-hour gameathon thing for our last one for the team for the year, most likely. Um, I managed to make gold this year, and two team members made silver. There's still the opportunity to donate to Extra Life if you want to donate to Extra Life or get started on next year's donations with things you want me to do at a game day. Uh, played some Thimbleweed Park that I was due to play. Um... And that's a point-and-click adventure that I'm still trying to, like, remember what OG point-and-click adventures are like when I get the chance to play it. Um, that's about it. All right. Well, then let's bop over to TJ Vill. And, uh, TJ, did you do any off-topic type stuff of late? Uh, once again, very little. In that interesting little part where... December 25th is on the way, and as a toy collector, I can't really get anything without risking some kind of stream crossage. Uh, you just gotta cross... The, if there's one thing Ghostbusters taught me, it's always cross the streams. Sure. We'll go with that. You didn't watch that movie, says everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... 
in a vain in in a vain attempt to try and find some of those McFarland Fortnite figures of my own. Uh, mm -hmm. My GameStop had absolutely nothing to offer me, uh, except they actually had this little multi-pack of like little mini Metroid stuff. Oh, I saw that at EB Games, uh, and uh, who was it? Uh, Hoopla was showing me it, and then as he showed it to me, he realized, oh wait, that isn't an action figure of Samus Aran. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of killing it for me, but it looks really good. Uh, those little Metroids look adorable. Oh, yeah. This is the set that made me figure out, oh, there's actually, like, multiple Metroid sets, because there's, uh, Jack Specific made the, the big one. It's, like, basically scaled to the Prime Metroids. And then mm -hmm. they made, uh, th they've got two lines. They got the carded line for minifigures, and then they have, like, simple minifigures. They're just, like, in an open box. They're yeah. a little bit smaller. I think these Metroids are from that assortment because these right. yeah because these have like hard plastic and you can see the seam line around them and then there's another one that's has a it's small but it still has the jelly membrane like the big one yeah oh, these, this little box set looks great there's a couple at, at the eb games around me i've seen off and on and like if if that if that little samus aaron was articulate i think i'd pick it up um just her her being a figurine there's nothing wrong with it it's just it's a way for me to say no yeah uh she bends, at the, she rotates at the waist, and that's about all you get. Yeah. And, uh, she is awful. Um. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. No, uh. no, 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 no. Let's go, <laughs> no, let's go head first into this. So, She's an accessory that comes with the Metroids. Essentially, it's like, hey, you know those things that, like, sell out as soon as we, everyone puts them on the store shelf? Here's two. Like, yeah. Here's just for you who wants a swarm of Metroids. And if they had more than one, because these were on sale. When I found them, if they had more than one box, I would have bought every single one because I want a I want a whole swarm of these things. Yeah. But the Samus is at this really awkward angle where she's always looking up and you can't change that. And mm -hmm. it's like it's, the Metroids don't have the Metroids come with like little stands so their claws don't scratch the desk or anything. But they're very short, so it's not like you can actually have them at any height where she's looking at them. Yeah, you'd have to be providing your own flying setup of some kind. Yeah, so she's at a, she's got this really weird, awkward like angle she's looking at. Her pose is really awkward because her arms are just kind of always floating out, doing nothing. Like you'd expect, there's Metroids around. I'm gonna point my gun at it, but no, it's just kind of like pointing off to the side. And she's very badly balanced. Like it's hard um, to find a pose where she just kind of actually stays up for longer than a couple minutes. That's real bad if your only point of articulation is your waist. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It took some playing around with the waist just to get her to where she doesn't want to fall over, and then the pose just gets more awkward. I think at that this point is... you do the dumb thing where you have overly large feet. That way you can point any direction because your like, center of gravity is going to be over that regardless. Yeah. yeah. Or like a stand. You know? Yeah, a stand would be perfect because like, the character <laughs> ha doesn't have big feet to begin with, so... You're stuck, yeah. with it, but give me something to plug her into. Yeah, or build if she's a figurine with one joint, like build her onto a little diorama base. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, because that that pose she's in, the way I took it was, it looks like someone was directed to sculpt her as though she's discovering her Metroid kid. You know, like the Metroid that that uh, imprints the, on her, the infant Metroid. We don't speak. Yeah. We don't speak of the baby. 
I hey Super Metroid, I'm allowed to speak of the baby. I, I I have no opinion on what came afterwards, but the pose she's in just looks like the one where she's she it looks like she's like oh hey this one's not attacking me like it it, it has that kind of small sense of wonder to it, um, which then made me feel weird about the part where she comes with two Metroids because mm-hmm. I'm like did she was there a moment where there were actually two infants and then we we don't want to know what happened to the other one. Did she shoot the first one and then go like, oh, wait, they thought I was their mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I found the last of the Metroids. The other one flies by. <laughs> oh, I, I found said... the last of the Metroids. <laughs> I said. <laughs> uh, well, it's good that the Metroids are good. I yeah. guess that's the important yeah, thing. Well, because obviously that's what they're putting out there for. Like, it's mostly just an excuse yeah. to get out a really popular little minifigure again. Well, there's an easy segue here. First thing I'll say is, did you find anything else off topic? Uh, no, I did not. Because the easy segue is literally the thing you mentioned. I have the two 7-inch Fortnite figures from McFarlane. Hey! Uh, Cuddle Squad and the Skull Boy. That's what I call them. I, I, I know that's probably very wrong, but only slightly. Um, Cuddle Team Leader and the I can't remember, is is he the Skull Soldier? Or the Skull Skull, Henchman? Skull Trooper. Skull Trooper. The Skull Trooper. Um, I play a little bit of Fortnite in my my time, um, and my reaction to these figures was anger when Paternia John put up a review of the Cuddle Team Leader and said, it's actually a good figure. I was like, shut up. You know, this is McFarlane. That's not correct. I bought some of the Halo ones. So, so, so what if Fortnite needs figures like or am basically I just, or am i just being old i mean basically every single skin in fortnite <laughs> looks like a gi joe character yeah right gi joe so, character or like a b team def- uh avenger or something yeah so like okay. basically they they are all highly toyetic uh i'm gonna start sharing my media link on twitter so, you just so scroll down. it's it's that that they're very toy looking they're very toy looking, yeah. and then the figures the figures all come with one pickaxe, one gun, and one back bling. And technically it's all interchangeable. That said, I would not interchange the back bling on these two. One is a bow tie for the cuddle squad leader, the other one is a straight up tactical backpack for the skull guy. Um, and also the pegs and peg holes are slightly different sizes. Ooh. Uh, enough such that basically the bow tie has an incredibly thick peg. And I and I saw a review from I think Fwoosh, uh, where they basically said like yeah I tried to jam this into the skull dude and I stopped when I realized it had widened the hole on the cuddle squad leader such that the skull dude's backpack doesn't stick in there, um, so that part doesn't work. The interchangeable weapons does work. Uh, that's the most interchangeable thing. You can exchange the pickaxes as well, but they're basically giving you the back bling and pickaxe that go with the skin, so it feels weird to interchange them. <laughs> I would, uh, I would argue that, but okay. That's just that's just me. I'm very particular. I also don't buy skins at all because I bought one and I'm happy with it. <laughs> uh, also, they they all come with a figure stand that's actually pretty darn good. It's just a very simple two peg stand, but it's very useful for these. Uh, and it looks kind of like the player icon a little bit, except in black plastic. You know, like the little circle under you when you're on the squad selection screen. Right. Um. The thing about these figures, though, so I bought the McFarlane Halo toys that were really poseable, and they felt better than NECA, but not good enough that I wanted to really keep any of them. Yeah, better than NECA is not a high bar. It's a very specific 
gets a very specific part of the gradient, though, that I feel like is important to mention. Because uh, these also feel better than NECA, but also better than the Halo toys. Because, uh, TJ, you were asking me, like, how does the joints feel? And, like, basically, it's better than NECA, and it, it's good enough that, like, so there's, like, detents on the double-jointed knees and double-jointed elbows. There's detents on the outward universal point of the shoulders, uh, and I think there's a little bit of detenting in the hips and thighs. But it all feels actually okay. Um, the wrists and ankles are like Fig Arts wrists, where it's a double-pegged um, hinge ball basically uh and then you can so you can twist the orientation of the hinge inside the wrist or ankle uh the bummer is on the skull guy um and slightly on the cuddle team leader where the the ankle pegs into the foot it doesn't really form a super natural ankle tilt you still have to kind of fiddle with that hinge orb um also the hips are kind of limited however they're limited by a soft plastic a uh, diaper, basically, that is not hard to move out of the way. If you get a little bit, you spend a little bit of time figuring out how the how the parts move. Like in those in the photos in my Twitter feed, you'll see like right after I said these hips are kind of limited, I also then figured out how to get the cuddle team leader to do a friggin' like Chun Li high kick. Yeah. So um, I was looking at that image. He's like, yeah, you can't really move it. You, you... Well, like I, I had to move some chunk past some chunk <laughs> to do that. Basically, your images but... show otherwise, sir. It, it didn't feel bad to do it. Also, like, the neck joint is a double barbell ball joint on the top and bottom of the neck. Uh, there is a mid-torso ball joint. The shoulders are a universal pin disc setup that is then ball socket connected to the inside of the torso like a fig arch shoulder. So there's, like, a separate hmm. butterfly ball joint with a cup around the shoulder piece that moves around with everything. Uh, there's a toe joint. There's a frigging toe joint. They basically are fig arts with American hips. Uh, I'm I am still astonished. Like the fit and finish on them is really good. It's uncharacteristic of anything I've ever handled from McFarlane, um, and it it makes me actually basically I'm like. If these are coming out in like like every wave is four figures, and it seems like EB Games uh, and and, and McFarland is shipping them as half waves, so like two figures every like month and a half. I'm like I might just collect this line at that pace because these are like there there there's no unity between each design in a way that feels very G.I. Joe-ish, where it's just like, these are a bunch of friggin' cartoon characters with guns. And there's something about that that's really connecting with me. And then they're on a scale, it's not really a 6-inch scale, it's way more of a 7-inch scale, so they're like, kind of, they're kind of big, too. So the part where they're priced like Marvel Legends is like, they're priced like Marvel Legends, but they feel more substantial in a number of ways. Okay. Uh, to me, at least, like I think it's arguable, and I, I believe there's a good chance you'll feel the opposite. Um, just to, you know, depending on on who's listening to this, but uh, man, am I impressed with these things? Uh, like you just see in those four photos, like I was able to get these things into rider kicks, swinging a pickaxe. I was able to get the skull dude, the one with the more limited articulation, to actually look like he was using a sniper rifle, including the scope, which is a very difficult pose to put any action figure into um so yeah i'm i'm a little over the moon with these things uh which which is going to be weird because i want to review them and unfortunately because it's Fortnite, much like when i reviewed the five nights of freddy's figure it's going to come with the connotation of like oh but Fortnite. <laughs> um just, just promise to which promise I'll... free v bucks and you'll get a million clicks 
Yeah, well, no, the loading screen says I can't do that, that I'm a liar if I say that. The cuddle team leader literally is the one who says <laughs> that I can't. Uh, now, now, is that Fortnite V-Bucks or is this Vangelis V-Bucks? Okay, well, there you whole, go. I have, I have a whole freaking thing with Fortnite stealing my branding for their money, but that's a... <laughs> a whole other topic uh so i I do recommend these if you if you think that the fortnite designs look kind of cool or if you just want to have some kind of kooky like cartoony gi joey in 2018 e uh action figures at a seven inch scale that are pretty posable um other thing i'll say because i've seen the listings and i had a moment where i was like wait there's more because toys r us canada was like we have fortnite toys but then they showed like uh oblivion and all these other characters and i was like what are these these also have double jointed knees those are a four inch scale line being done by Jazzwares. i have to assume because it's Jazzwares that they are plastic garbage <laughs> until i'm told otherwise yeah um, i saw the listings for those and they 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 loaded down the accessory count, so you uh, you have a ton of the weapons from the game, but don't look all that great. So I think they even look okay in the photos, but you know what else looks okay in the photos? Everything Jazzwares ever made that was garbage. This is true. So true. the one set that I was actually interested in is they actually have a building set that comes with a whole bunch of plastic yes. panels you can put together. That okay? That that's actually very that's actually very appropriate for the game. That works. Yeah, like, every one of their figures comes with a panel, and then, yeah, they have a building set with, like, I think, ten of each material in panels, uh, which is enough to make a little fort. It's mm-hmm. Fortnite. If if I were to sample that thing, and that thing was on sale, and, it, like, maybe that would be the sampler thing, but, like, I, I need... To, I think I saw the Rainer t- posting a photo of two of them, so I need to pester him and go, like, are these garbage or not? <laughs> but, um... Yeah, be aware. What I'm talking about are the McFarlane ones. They are six to seven inch scale. They are individually boxed. Uh, and even each box is a different color between like the Cuddle Team Leader's box is, is pink on all sides. Skull Guy's box was teal on all sides or sky blue on all sides. Um, so these ones are very different. The the Jazzwares ones are on uh, on blister card packaging. Um, but yeah, good Fortnite toys. Like what the yeah. hell? Yeah, you never tried out any of the Borderlands 2 figures that McFarlane did, did you? Not by McFarlane, no. Okay, I, I got that's... the NECA... I got that one NECA one. Okay, because that's that's literally the only the only bar I have for McFarlane. And, like, they kind of have similar articulation where everything's kind of detented, but none of it feels comfortable, and I can't really get them into any meaningful pose without feeling like I'm going to break something. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move someone Cuddle Team Leader right now just see how I feel. Like... You can't hear the detent. It just, it doesn't feel, because I've had detents on even NECA toys where it's like, there's a detent here, but it feels like it's made out of chewing gum. Yeah. Um, and on these ones, like, the detents are holding position pretty well on the elbows and knees. Um, and, like, on the cuddle team leader, like, I'm able to get her into, like, like, I got her into the pose where it looks like she's doing the whole, like, look, I'm making a heart with my hands. Uh, or I can get, like, because of the double-jointed neck, I'm able to get her into, like, kind of deranged-looking, like, head-tilted poses because of the, you know, the the weird eyes on that that helmet she's wearing. Unless it's actually her head, I'm not sure. Um, so, yeah, like, like they just feel... It's, this sounds like a dig, and it's not. It's just the best way I can describe them is, is like it feels like better than NECA as a positive, where it's like every time you had a NECA figure and you're like, oh, damn it, this feels like junk. It's like these feel good in in that same track, 
I guess. Um, or when I had the McFarlane uh, Halo toys, like the detents work on them, but yeah, they feel like like is this detent gonna survive, or is this detent like am I is it clicky because the plastic is fresh? And something about these Fortnite ones just feels better. Like, and I've I've popped um, I popped one of the ball joints off at some point, and like the ball joint uh, even feels like it's it's got thought put into it. Like the ball socket pieces are of a harder, shinier plastic. And the ball had like little, um, almost like cactus spikes all over it to help it grip into the softer painted plastic. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I just, I'm, I really like them. Like, uh, I, I really was go- going in ready to find something wrong. The one thing I found wrong was I thought the backpack on the skull guy was, was badly molded because the peg, I looked at a review and I was like, the peg on mine is like a third of the size of what it's supposed to be. That's why it's not hooking in. Like they must have not finished filling out the plastic. So I was, I started to, I put my, took my pin vise out. I drilled a little hole into the pegs. I was like, I'll just bulk this out with some, uh, some epoxy. And then the peg went farther into the backpack and I was like, excuse me. So I grabbed some pliers and the peg is actually a separate hard plastic peg. I just had to pull it back out and twist it about 70 degrees and then it locked into position and i was so, like what so it can like hide not by intention i don't think but they did engineer it so that if it becomes unseated it can't fall into the backpack okay and, and thus become lost basically uh so yeah i was like the one big qc ah i got you mcfarland problem i I fixed it with a pair of pliers because it turns out the peg was there i just had to pull it out i was like what the hell what the hell who who let who gave you permission todd mcfarland to make things with fig art shoulders that have joints to feel good who gave you the right sir (laughs) uh this is one of those cases where it's just like the toy is good and i'm angry because it means i actually really want to collect them now and i didn't it's like I didn't want to collect them, but now I also kind of wanted to collect them. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's my story. That's my off-topic story. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else, but I don't think I don't think there was. I talked about those Transformers. I think that about settles it. So that brings us to the end of the show. Um, TJ, I'm looking forward to you finding those Fortnite figures. If if you pull the trigger on the Jazzwares, on just a Jazzwares one, let me know. Because, okay, okay, one last thing. So you know the one skin I would have pulled the trigger on, right, is Oblivion? Mm-hmm. There is a Jazzwares Oblivion, however, he costs like 10 or 20 bucks extra because he he comes with like three extra accessories. And he's called a starter a starter pack figure or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, y'all are bastards, Jazzwares. <laughs> like, that, that would have been my sampler figure, but you made him cost twice as much, you... Damn it! Um, if 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 Jazzwares puts out anything with Venturian, I will probably grab it. So I might let you know. They put out like eight figures to start with, so I'm not sure. I didn't I didn't get a full look. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for joining me. Thanks to everyone for listening. We will be back with some more Transformers talk in the near future. Uh, and until then, do hit up Andy Ruse Gaming Gang. Uh, do cross your fingers with me that I actually do a frigging stream this month. Yeah, because uh, you only got, like, 28 days left to do something this year. So it's 28 days of streaming I can do. More like 27. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, we will talk to you all later. Uh, so until then, stay safe. And all that up, I don't know what the
f*** it means, but you got some badass perpetrators that are here to stay. 